Hi, this is episode, I think, 272 of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring. Now, Mark and Becky are currently off sucking each other's dicks, but they're going to be done in a minute. So, um, in uh, while in, in their... Well, not in their stead, because he's here for the whole show. Who, who have I got here? It's Noel Mellor. Hello. It, it's beyond the neons, Noel Mellor. Um, it's me. <laughs> Let's, and I do have to say, um, talking about sucking dicks, um, Beyond the Neon, the the, the rebrand has started fantabulously. Brilliant, Uh, thank you. It's been, uh, yeah, it was an absolute treat. And I know, I know you got some shit planned and I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, I I won't put it out there just yet, I don't think, but it's exciting. It is, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll mention it because okay. I'm going to do it. So, uh, I, um, the thing is, a lot of work goes into these podcasts, and it does strike me that it lends itself quite well to video. So, I've toyed with the idea of, you know, could I, if I'm going out and I'm getting all these interviews and I'm spending all this time writing this stuff and I'm editing in all these clips, would it be possible to do a, just do a film version of it, do a video version of it? Now, the reality of doing the something of that size and that length it's just not gonna work um it's fucking it'd kill me uh but i figure i'm gonna do sort of like 15 minute video like say 15 20 minute video versions that i'll put out there and i'll i'll whack those up on youtube and then the idea being people either watch them and enjoy them and that'll be that or they'll watch them and enjoy them and they'll think you know what i'm gonna download the full show uh, as a podcast ah. so yeah, so it's kind of a bit of a lead-in thing, but it's it's also just a way of um, putting something together that's filmed, but without the full fucking hour and a half or whatever it is runtime, which would literally kill me. Uh, so that's kind of the plan. I've not started it yet, but that's the plan. In in, in the words of uh, one of our joint favourite cinematic triumphs, uh, pop star, Never Stop Never Stopping, me likey dat. Yeah. Me like it. <laughs> Popstar's the best. Um, um, it's on Netflix now as well. Did you notice? Yeah, it is. It like, up on Netflix. So now everybody has to watch it. Fucking, I literally watched that on Christmas Day night last year. Yeah. Like, I, I just, it was, I was fucking wasted. Just like ev- everybody else at my, um, uh, or was it the year before? It might have been the year before. Everybody else at my in-laws just like, drunk and asleep and i was just mm-hmm. on the sofa and i just watched the whole thing on my phone it was well this is it oh. i i have i've watched it. i must have watched it now that i think about it i must have watched it at least seven or eight times this year because i've watched it four times on a plane and i've definitely watched it more than three ta- two three times like at home so i must have watched that film like at least at least eight times this year it's my because i don't like flying i'm scared of flying mm. I tend to like watching things that I don't have to think about too much that I'm a bit familiar with. I can't really concentrate. And on four separate occasions now, this film has, has saved me. Like I've sat there and I can drift right into it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving that film. It really is. Yeah, no, it is. I, um, one day, the thing is, I say I was about to say one day there will be a commentary, but to be honest, it will probably just be watching and laughing at it. Yeah, I don't know how much you'd get out of a commentary no. other than just sort of quoting and laughing, really, and um, you know, pointing out favourite moments. But it, it'd certainly be fun to 
even if it wasn't something that was released, it'd be fun to sort of watch it together at some point oh, anyway, get a bunch Lord. of us together and watch it and then we can quote along and I can um, try and uh, I can try and do the um, the uh, oh, what's it called? The um, Donkey Roll? No, the rap the rap that's the um, the catchphrase rap. Oh my god. Dinky nuts <laughs> Squirrel jam hats. <laughs> Patrick Stewart money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh, right. bunches like motherfucker. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking pop star. Right, anyway. Um, right. So, um, I think Mark and Becky are coming in now. Um, Mark and Becky, you are live. Do not swear. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> and uh, h- how's the mess, guys? Have you cleaned each other up? <laughs> You've been saying naughty things. <laughs> yeah. No. We, 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 we sit here covered in the filth. That. Oh, dear. All right. I actually don't. I, I wish I didn't say that so far. Uh, you've set something. <laughs> you've set something very, very awkward up there now, Ian. Yeah. No, I really, really have. Um, so Mark and Becky are here. I'm fucking. I'm hosting because I started. So I'll. Yeah, I, I think that's. I think that that's only only fair and right. Okay, cool. So we're going to be talking. It's well. I was going to say it's not a comic book film, but there have been Alien versus Predator comics. But there have been Predator ones as well on their own. There you go. So, but let's let's just not say that. Let's uh, we're we're talking we're talking the Predator films, not not the Alien versus Predator films, but we're going to talk the Predator films. Um, uh, the P, the the what? The PU, the Predator universe. The, the, the PU. Ian, 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 whatever that noise was before that, that sounded like you were snorting coke, it's, it's just there in force. That one, yeah. Right, okay, it's... Have you got... Have your hands doing cocaine, Ian? <laughs> That's a bit what it sounded like. Poor Timmy's just fucking wheeling away on that fucking thing. <laughs> Is he still there? Ian? Yeah. I think so. I can't hear him and he's disappeared from my screen. What's going on? I think we've lost him. Yeah. Hello, Becky. Hi, uh, you alright? Oh, hi. Yeah, you? Yeah, not so bad, thank you. Man down. <laughs> I'll message you. Back. You're back. Oh fuck! It's it's using it's not using my USB mic. It's using my Scott uh, my fucking headset mic. Hang about. This isn't good. Hang on. Oh, that's better. That's better. That's cleaner. How's that? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Fucking. Why aren't you using my USB mic, you bastard? Right. Anyway, this, isn't a lab, this is an elaborate way of saying you finished your cocaine and are ready to carry on with the show. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. No, no, no. Um, so, thank you. Uh, stage and intervention. Um, yeah. 
The PU, which may be attributed to one or more films in the Predator universe, we'll uh, we'll discuss later. Um, we'll also we'll talk some trailers. We'll probably talk some what we watched. We didn't last week, so I suppose we bet we we kind of should do that just so we don't have like the what we watched equivalent of blue balls. Um, so what we we what have we got happening? Um, we we've talked about Bond a lot on the show lately, which is weird. Cause like Mark is completely apathetic towards bond. And I, I think, <laughs> I, I think Becky's a bit more willing for bond, but, um, or at least I, I get the impression she's more willing to try with bond than Mark is. Um, yes, I'll, there, isn't it? I'll give it a go. I'll yeah. give it a chance. So, um, we had the news today that a bond director has been found and will probably be lost again by the end of the year. Um, <laughs> It's uh, Kerry Fukunaga, the, the the gentleman who quit it due to created differences. Mm. Um, I believe left. Season, he only directed season one, a true detective, and didn't come back for season two. It, I think I'm right there. Yeah. Um, he's he's very much a man who does his own thing, and he's just signed on to do a Bond film. <laughs> yep. Mm. He's only actually made. Is he? One or two films? Three, I'm going to say. No, hang on. Sin Nombre, Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre, Sin Nombre, and I'm trying to think of what the other one might have been. A Beast of No Nation, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, yeah, he did direct that, didn't he? Um, so, yeah, it's... I mean, are, are you guys more interested in a in a Bond if it's directed by him? Well, the weird thing is, um, Bex, you you really liked True Detective, didn't you? Yeah. The first season. Yeah. And I watched, it was one of those shows where I've, I've seen the first episode twice and none of the rest of it for some reason. She will give it a chance. No, it's, it's not that. It, it, it's just, it finishes. And it's one of those shows I'm sure is good and it's fine when it's on. It's just when it finished, I didn't go, ooh, Let's watch the next episode of that. I went, okay, that's finished. Can we go to bed now? <laughs> rather than going, rather than one of those shows where sneaking along in. Put you in a, in a, a going to bed, wink, wink, move with it. it ritualistic it, killings. It, ritualistic killings just, just, just get, the, it, get the, the balls fucking pumping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To, bu- to balls pump. Mine do. <laughs> like a super soaker. What the fuck was that? Sorry, that might be me. Are you sawing wood? I am. <laughs> it was the fact that you that it might be you when the word sorry wood came out. Can you make this fight now? No, it's my. It's, it's, sorry, was it this noise? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. What was that? Uh, there was a crumb in my trackpad. <laughs> <laughs> which is the damn you equivalent of there was a fish in the percolator very good <laughs> there was a crumb in the crack pad that's, a, that's very good that was a really good impression yeah so I'm but, but in saying that I'm, I'm excited for the fact that it's an out of left field Choice of director, like you say, Ian, he won't end up making it. No, it's gonna be 
seen any of the films that he's made. So I can only... Jane Eyre's really good. Actually. Jane Eyre's the fucking shit. So Sin Nombre. Sin Nombre's great. Really, yeah. really like that. Yeah, so, I mean, I can only really judge it off the fact that I'm really fucking buzzing for Maniac. And True Detective Season 1's really good. Fair play. Yeah, it, it's... It's inter- it, it, it's interesting at least. Yeah. Because if I'm honest, I think it, uh, this is not just me being, you know, being awkward, but I think the idea that the director of Sin Nombre is getting a big budget action movie probably excites me more than the fact that it's James Bond. Yeah. Like, that, that, yeah. yeah. I, I I'd absolutely agree with that. It, it's it, it's it's more interesting in that because, like you say, you've got somebody who would, was probably never going to get $200 million to make a movie, getting $200 million to make a, a movie. And that's that's the interesting part of, of the whole endeavour, I suppose. It, it, and there is a... There is a he is a... Sorry, I was just going to say, he is a... Di- you know, he's a director that's not at Danny Boyle levels of career stardom. So you get the feeling that maybe a Bond in a similar way to Star Wars sometimes, is a franchise that you kind of, you toe the line a little bit because it's yeah. if you've got respect for, for what it is and you probably grew up with it and stuff, maybe he will just go, you know, maybe, I would imagine he's had that conversation with them and he's gone, look, I really want this. I'm not going to fuck off. I so mean, it, you, you have to assume that they've had that, that chat. It also could be one of those things where they've said to him, They've gone right. We don't want to go. We don't want to go the, the the Bond version of getting JJ Abrams in to do it. Mm. We don't want to go with that. We want to get somebody interested. But they've sat him down, or he's sat down with the people and they've talked it over and gone, look, this movie cracks up. You get a movie that gets great reviews, that cracks a fucking billion. We'll give you that hundred fucking million to go out and make that movie you want to make, like like Warner Brothers did with. Nolan for the Batmans. You know, yeah. that's, that's got in, in Inception, was they went, well, you made a fuck ton of money on Dark Knight. Yeah, we'll give you that. You know, if, if it don't fucking work, you know, what is it? Oh, hang on a minute, you've got Leonardo DiCaprio in it. All oh, right, we'll run a little bit more. And you've got this guy in it. All right, fair enough. And we that's... don't know what we don't know what it is that scared them about David, uh, about Danny Boyle either. Like, it, if Danny Boyle's, like, scared the shit out of them... Then suddenly, giving a bit of creative freedom to someone like this guy, maybe that feels a little bit less dangerous now. And as well, I, I mm. think there's a weirdly, I think there's a world where he puts more bums on seats than Danny Boyle will. What if Maniac blows up? With yeah. it, 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 look, it looks weirdly. I do think it looks better to an, to a certain type of audience from the maker of True Detective and Maniac, mm. if Maniac blows yeah. up it, it could do, than from the director of Trance and Transporting 2. Yeah. You know, Boyle, yes, he won, he won an Academy Award. He did. But he won an Academy Award that most people, including, I think, occasionally himself, have kind of forgotten he won. What did he win it for? He won it for Sundog Millionaire. Oh, God. Uh, and, you know, it's... He's not a director, you know, and I like Danny Boyle. I really like Danny Boyle. He's not but, an exciting fresh face, is he? But he's not a director that everybody rushed out to see his latest movie. Because yeah. if he was, then Trance and Trainspotting 2 would have made more money. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm biting my fucking tongue because you're disrespecting Danny Boyle, but, you know. <laughs> I'm saying, we went and saw him, and I really liked what I said. I really liked Trade Spotting too, and I enjoyed uh, Trance. But a wider audience, I, I, I don't think I, I don't think an American audience buys into him as much. I, I I think fucking one of the guys who directs Adam Sandler Netflix films could direct Bond, and no one would give a fuck apart from people. Like to be fair, in our kind of fairly large bub- Twitter bubble. Yeah, and I, I I agree with that, but. A lot of the time, that bubble can drive uh, critical acclaim. And yeah. that's, that, that's, that's what they kind of are searching for with these new inter- iterations of, of, of Bond. Uh, is that... they're, wanting, they're wanting people to say they're great movies rather than their movies that make money because they don't just want to be the Transformer movies. Well, no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, 100%. I mean, like, yeah. they, they're, they're towing that line between being safe and, and being quality. And the whole thing with Boyle was apparently... That the scuttlebutt is that he wanted to do something rather radical with yeah. the Bond film, which was, I think I've said this on the show before, but either it was going to be a Bond in prison film um, or Bond was going to die at the end. And they they were very uncomfortable with that. But Boyle was like, no, this is happening or I walk. And they fucking called his bluff. See, um, I heard differently, though. I heard it was that he wanted, Danny Boyle wanted... James Bond to be on roller skates all the way through the film, That'd and they just amazing. didn't. They just That'd didn't want to go with that. I would watch. Is he wearing tiny hot pants while he does it? Yeah. Oh nice. I would watch <laughs> American flag <laughs> ones, uh, a Union a Jack <laughs> movie, right? Where he is in a prison, but all of the inmates have to wear roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> it's a roller prison. Yeah. It's in a, fact, that's the name of the film. Roller prison. Roller prison. <laughs> no, it just it, it'd be roller bond. Roller bond. Oh, jeez. Do you know what? If we were all around when Roger Corman was first coming out in the mid-60s, we'd have been making like £30 a week, maybe. <laughs> been living it up. We would. We would, have, we would have been fucking... We'd have been like Ron fucking Burgundy. Nice. Timmy, yeah. Timmy, you stuck in that tube? Oh my god, he's not stuck in the tube, is he? Fucking hell, bud! What are you Hold doing? He's go. He's going very slowly. What are you fucking doing, you little dickhead? Go on, stop scaring me. Go on, get round that fuck you, fat little bastard. Right there, you go. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> feels like a whole Richard Gear situation. <laughs> <laughs> get through the tube and where I want you to, Timmy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, disrespecting Danny Boyle, and now you're insinuating there's a fucking hamster up. It wasn't it a gerbil anyway. It was a gerbil, yeah. Yeah, fucking get your fucking fucking right. Get it fucking right. Get my bullshit facts right. Yeah. <laughs> Fake news, bastard. Right. Okay, so Kerry Fukunaga, he's on Bond. We're all more probably more interested than we were previously, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. To be fair, I think it's a more interesting choice than Danny Boyle, and I really like Danny Boyle. So, but it. Oh, it... Well, now. Sorry. Hey, you disrespectful bastard. Uh, no, I'm. I've just. I literally just said I really like Danny Boyle. You know. So you know. Fuck <laughs> off. 
<laughs> funny, um, the funny thing is, though, is and just to, just to, just one more thing. The funny thing is, is for me, it feels a little bit like. Can you do that in a Colombo accent, please? Just one more thing. Thank you. Um, the funny thing is for me is that it sort of feels a bit more like weirdly, you know, in line with what we were just saying. It sort of feels a bit more like this was going to be Danny Boyle does James Bond. And that's like what attracts people to it. Mm. However, if you actually think about Danny Boyle's films, I don't. I think for the most part, you know, we think of Danny Boyle a certain way, and Britain thinks of Danny Boyle a certain way. But I think really people go to see Danny Boyle's films based on his films, not based on him. He's not like Chris Nolan, where it's like that new Chris Nolan films out. I think yeah. people go and see Train Spotting Two because it's Train Spotting Two. Yeah. I think people go and see 127 Hours because it's 127 Hours, or um, the the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire one, Slumdog Millionaire. Like, I don't feel like he's an auteur that people go got to see the new Danny Boyle film. So no, it feels like a bit of a flip around with with Bond. Mm. You drop back back to your, with, with that exactly. It was I was reading a, a an article about the um, the Getty kidnapping because Danny Boyle's executor on the oh trust uh, on trust yeah and the article was talking about the it wasn't actually about the series it was talking well it was kind of not a series but it was talking about the the gay kidnapping and it when it mentioned danny boyle it it said danny boyle who directed the opening ceremony of the london olympics oscar-winning director of slumdog millionaire <laughs> danny boyle who directed and it, this wasn't in like a. This wasn't. In it was in like Empire. Like that. This was in the the fucking the Telegraph. Wow, oh, that's fucking depressing. To be fair, the Olympics probably are more of a big deal to the, the type of reader that reads the Telegraph. The Telegraph, it is, yeah. yeah. But um, but it, but I was just like amazed. I had to reread it a couple of times to see. I was like, I've, I've read that wrong. Clearly, no, I've not. No, no, I've not read it wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it doesn't say from the director of A Life Less Ordinary. <laughs> Danny Boyle, who threw the Queen out of a helicopter, <laughs> that, that's that's what he'll be known as for the rest of his career. Oh, God, it's depressing. Oh, I still love him. Right. Um, let's, let's move on. Uh, so, trailers. What, uh, what have we got, guys? Uh, the trailer for Stan and Ollie. Oh, yes. oh yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to this actually. I have no interest in that at all. You well, I, that one your I, I, I actually quite like um, Lauren Harding, so um, it's an interesting story they're taking on, and both guys look pretty perfect for the the roles. Who's playing the skinny one? Steve. Steve Coogan. Yeah. I think that's why I was put off, to be honest. I actually like Steve Coogan. It's directed by the guy who directed Filth. So I'm immediately... That's quite interesting, actually. Yeah, you know, I'm immediately like, right, okay, could this have a little bit of edge to it? I mean, the trailer doesn't seem to suggest it will. um, But, you know, who knows? And to be fair, John C. Riley's kind of perfect fucking casting as well. So Yeah. It's funny, I I like Steve Coogan. I like John C. Riley. But it just feels really biopicy, and I just I don't know I don't know if I've got the energy for it. It doesn't it, it doesn't feel very funny. And if you put in Steve Coogan and 
and John C. Riley right up front as Laurel and Hardy, shouldn't it be a little slightly more funny, maybe? It just feels very biopic and I just don't feel like I've got the energy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, cool. Um, f- fucking, what else? There's been loads, hasn't there? That's the thing. Captain like, Marvel's the big one. Well, oh, fuck it, that's spoilers. <laughs> so we're building up to that. Yeah, that's how we do, bud. Um, right, I've got one for you. I've got one for you. Go on. I watched the trailer for a movie called Death Kiss. Did anybody see this? No. Death Kiss. Death Kiss. No. It's fucking weird, right? <laughs> there's this. There's this low budget. Um, I will send you the trailer for it. There's this low budget um, movie that's been made called Death Kiss, um, and it is essentially a Death Wish movie. Uh, it stars one of the Baldwins, possibly Stephen. Um, definitely not Alec. Um, <laughs> let's look at Shakespeare. Oh, Daniel Baldwin. Yeah, it's on, oh, on stage lower. It's Daniel Baldwin, um, and it's essentially a Death Wish trailer. But they've got this guy who is a lookalike of Charles Bronson to play the lead, and he is oh, scarily. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Sorry, Robert. Robert. Else. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, I don't see his name. Yet. He uh, does look awful lot. I mean, he, he, he looks... I'm going to send you this. I apologise uh, for the actual website that it appears on. Um, am I, I going to get like a Virgin Media warning saying this website's been blocked due to its content? No. Oh, it's... fucking... It's even worse than that, isn't it? Oh, worse than that yeah it's just where i noticed it before but i mean it's scary how much he looks like bronson but when you actually watch the trailer his face barely moves and he barely speaks throughout the trailer and it it feels weird it's like they've got a rubber charles bronson to just play charles bronson in a death wish remake are we sure they haven't (laughs) it it feels very yeah game of death it's it's i reckon it's tilda swinton (laughs) it probably is yeah I was just looking for this guy's name, but I can't see it. All right, hang on. Uh, I have to fucking watch this while you're bloody... while we're talking. Right. How do I get... Fucking Skype changes his interface every fucking week. I swear yeah, Robert, to Christ. Sorry, Robert Kovacs, Mark. Is that what you said? Uh, is that what listed is, is, is there? On IMDb's list is Robert Bronzy. Jesus oh, okay. fucking Christ. They actually got a lookalike, didn't they? They really, I mean, really genuinely got really a lookalike. Like him, yeah. Really looks like him. Um, it doesn't look like a good film, but I kind of <laughs> want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm the same. Oh, this, I look, really this like looks like it costs 50 quid. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. It, and I mean, you sort of look at the guy's face as well and you think, is this one of those guys you see those people pop up on daytime TV and they've like spent a fortune to look like Jordan or... David yeah. Beckham or something. It's like, think, has this guy done that? But for for Charles Bronson, and if so, who does that? The radio <laughs> guy looks like Alec Baldwin as well. I mean, I it's, don't. It's it's Thingy Baldwin. It's um, oh. Daniel Baldwin. Oh, it's not, is it? Oh, that'll be why then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Baldwin, which is many rungs down from Alec Baldwin, yeah. but a few up from Stephen Baldwin because he's not quite as racist. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. How many is that? Is there four Baldwin? Oh, 
Daniel, Stephen, Alec, and, the, and another one. Yeah. That no one can ever remember which one it is. Billy Baldwin's coming to my head, but I don't think that's right. William Baldwin, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Billy Baldwin. Oh, yeah, there is, yeah. So, yeah, Death Kiss. I'll watch this. <laughs> I won't. Yeah, I, I will as well. I have a feeling I will watch it when I discover it in about a year's time on yeah. page 17 of a uh, of an Amazon Prime. Prime yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not Netflix, though. Prime. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be Prime. It'll yeah. be once you've got past all the Bollywood stuff yeah. and then you've got past all of like the, the weird kind of fucking... All the Peter Cushing films and yeah, stuff. Yeah, all, all, all of that. And you go, ah, remember this from somewhere. And then you go, ah, fuck it. That's that. There we go. Um, once, you get, once you get past the six, like uh, Night of the Living Dead remakes and stuff. Yeah, this, wrong term 14. This seems like a film which Ivan from Vodzilla will email me in about nine months' time to say, do you fancy a screener link to this? And I'll just go, can I compare it to an IPA? All right, then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, trailers. Uh, the Beach Bum, the new Harmony Corinne oh, film. Fuck, I didn't watch this. I'm going to watch this now as well. Go on, talk. Uh, it, it, it looks like a Harmony Corinne film but it looks mildly more coherent than Spring, Spring Breakers, Break. which actually both me and Ian really, really like. Spring Breakers is perfectly coherent. It, it is, but it, 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 this looks like it actually has a little bit more tangible story to it. Rather, well, Come than on now, James Franco shows everyone his shit. What, yeah. What's on there to understand? <laughs> but this one's got Zac Efron in it. So. All right, I'm watching it now. I'm going to do a running commentary. He's trying to buy acid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you seen the bit of this spell? I have not. I'm going to bring, bring it up now. Yeah. <laughs> he literally, when he says he's trying to buy acid, he literally just asks a, stop, a shop clerk, eh, do you sell acid? And the guy's like, no. <laughs> I look like I always does. That's solid. Yeah. 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 Commentary this, Ian. It's solid. Yeah. Solid. <laughs> yeah. Martin Lawrence is in it. Shit. Yes, he is. Yeah. The insanity is yeah. this movie. End up getting a semi-wide release. I'm fucking. I'm fucking in. I, I yeah. I I. Well, the, the thing is, is as soon as it says Zac Efron, it's basically just me just throwing money at it. You <laughs> love Efron, yeah. I do love Zac Efron. You guys ever watched Trash Humpers? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> that's a fucking Trash Humpers. That's a fucking film. Jesus you don't Christ. need to see it. No. <laughs> is it though? Is it a film? Yeah, uh, it's, technically. It's it's it's. Okay, yeah. that looks great, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm well up for that. Yeah. Harmony Corinne, man, he's he's a fucking interesting one. Fair play. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah. Um, Buster Scruggs. Fucking. Oh, I didn't watch that. Oh yes, please. Yeah. 
yeah, so very much up for this. I, it, it, it's mad that in the space of a year we're going to get a Coen Brothers and a Martin Scorsese movie Netflix, on Netflix. This one looks really fucking good. Yeah. And again, that cast, such a good cast. Yeah. This is a six-part Western anthology film. Does that mean it's a six? Does that mean it's six stories in one film? Yeah. 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 Okay, that's that's good. Yeah. It will probably be like two and a half hours long because it. Oh, I'm fine with that. But yeah, yeah. It's it's apparently it's one they've been trying to make for years. Mm. Netflix saving the day. I also like the fact that that what what they've done in the trailer it is they've made it seem like um, James Franco is the lead in it to get people to watch it, when actually I think Tim Blake Nelson is actually the lead in it. Well, he's Buster Scruggs, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And the thing is, it, it's like, the, the Coleman's are great at doing this, of going, well, we, want, we, we want to use this actor. And, going, and people are going, yeah, but nobody knows who he is. And going, yeah, but we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've he... put him in so many films. Oh, brother. Yeah, he's in Oh, brother. I love that film. I absolutely adore that film. Hmm. Oh, that's that's fucking great. Yeah, that's probably your oh rewatch. My, this Buster looks Scruggs. fantastic. What about the scribes? As well, it, it looks fantastic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Finchy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy gets fucking work. He does, doesn't it? it? It's he does. Weird. Yeah. It's like, it's He's good, got a great right? agent. Um, okay, before this turns into a podcast of just uh, co- us commentating on we'll, trailers, we'll just say my my complicated wanking over Mary Poppins Returns continues. Uh, <laughs> um, fucking her, her falling into that bathtub at the end—it's just like, yep. Is it, is it is it Emily Blunt in a bath for a couple of hours? No. Well, that's immediately a point off. Um, <laughs> I'm very, very glad that they're bringing back the 2D animation. I am yes. a little bit worried about Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, His face looks odd. It, it, apparently, yeah. it, he's, he's been living it up in Wales of late and the fucking Welsh are loving it. Um, <laughs> like Because he's filming his dark materials at some fucking studio in Bridgend, I think it is. Which is filthy bastard. What? <laughs> he's filming his dark materials. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um and uh, yeah, no, it's 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 weird. People are fucking loving it though. Like Wales Online, this like big Welsh news site are constantly fucking got shit about what Lin Manuel Miranda's up to. It's very weird. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's um I just I don't I don't know whether I'm going to be able to come during Mary Poppins returns and it bothers me. Not in the cinema you work now, but at home, to your heart's content, mate. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I, no. just, I really hope that the her accent isn't as atrociously is, distracting. It, it, it bothered me in the first instance in the trailer, but by the end of the trailer, I won't bother by it anymore, so the film will be fine. Mm. It's bad, though. Right, oh, looks a bit, oh, looks a bit magical, doesn't it? 
as soon as that yeah. 2D animation came on, I, yeah. I, I, I literally yeah. went, yep, so. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I mean, don't yeah, care about her weird voice, don't care about his weird face. Sold. Also, Dick Van Dyke dancing at like 90 odd years old. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. It fucks me off that Lottie won't have the patience for it. It really pisses me off that that kid won't have the patience for it. Do you not think she will? Nah, like, I've, I've tried her on Mary Poppins before and she lasts, like, ten minutes. And that film's, like, a, a week long. It is long, yeah, but hopefully this one won't be as long. It was... I tried I tried Charlie with Mary Poppins as well and he didn't, he didn't get on with it. However, this feels like it could be more along the lines of a Paddington kind of thing. Mm. Which, yeah. which Charlie Charlie did not move during Paddington Two. No. It was it really gripped him. So I don't know. That's Probably worth a try. That's a good I, shout. I it's Rob Marshall directing it, and that just Susie Cooper's Rob Marshall, filmed by Rob Marshall. Thought ah, that just makes so much sense. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, in I'm going to go see it by myself first so that she doesn't ruin it for me. <laughs> and then I'll go see it, and when she wants to leave after 20 minutes, it'll be like, fine. Unless it's in 4DX. If we do that, she'll fucking stay. She loves that it's, shit. Especially as you'll get, you'll get sprayed with water and fucking... Yeah, but she doesn't, she doesn't like being sprayed with water. She likes watching me be sprayed by water. Yeah. Dickhead. <laughs> Uh, I don't really know much about this Lin Manuel Miranda character apart from that he's something to do with that play Hamilton. All right, but I just watching this now. This is the first time I've seen it. He looks pretty out of place. He doesn't look like a film star. He looks like yeah. he looks like a TV star who's been promoted. He looks like he should be presenting the National Lottery live. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure about that guy. Yeah. Okay, you know, fine. So the, 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 are we up the biggie now then? I should tweet him saying, Oi, at the Noel Mellor thinks you should be presenting the National Lottery Live. And just By all means. Because knowing Lin Manuel Miranda, he'll be he the Live <laughs> the week after. Yeah. Alright, that's a fair point. Right, let's do it then. Captain Marvel, old lady face punching, Guardian, fuck off. Right, moving oh, on. No beds. What's that? You know that the, the, the she, but she, it appears like she's about to punch an old lady in the face yeah. in a trailer. The Guardian wrote an entire article about maybe we shouldn't have female superheroes punching old ladies in the face. But it's in the whole thing about Captain Marvel that she fights shapeshifty people. Well, yeah, yeah. But in fairness, been... in fairness. The art that the headline was incredibly misleading. Was it? The article itself was about feminism and how it's the right time for a female hero to lead from the front. And ba da ba da da da. However, that art that so I pointed this out to somebody on on Twitter actually, and then tried not to get into an argument with them. But basically, that headline was a a misleading thing that was clearly intentionally created to get people to rage up on Twitter because they didn't understand the context. Now, the moment in which Captain Marvel punches an old lady in the face does exactly the same thing. That, that 
moment is included in that trailer so that people get upset about it and start tweeting about it because they don't understand the context of scrolls and shape shape yeah. you know they they don't understand that level it's that there's there's a safety there that you know they can put this trailer out and people can get upset about it and they can go yeah but it's it's not that so and i think that article sort of probably not intentionally probably just more clickbaity but that article sort of did the same thing really mm. in a way Mm. Um, okay, so the old lady punching. What did we think of the trailer? I'm, I'm, I want old lady punching. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted, I wanted to punt a baby. You play babies, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I always wanted babies to die or get. I didn't say always to die. Or... I just wanted to get punted. Yeah, but no, I didn't care about what happened to it afterwards. No, but in no way you wanted the baby to die. So, in no so way the baby died. You're full force on baby punching, ambivalent about whether they live. <laughs> I would say that's pretty much my yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. You're a strange one. Oh, you, you, we should put the baby. Put the baby. I don't give a shit. Give a shit in a dog bag. Put my baby. Put... <laughs> so you really doubled down on that. Fair play. <laughs> um. Right. right. How much Samuel L. Jackson do we think is going to be on screen? Because that shit's got to cost a lot of money. Mm. I don't know. I mean, you say that, but it's not like it's not like you're de-aging. Um, uh, 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 well, some of the white actors that they've that they've had to de-age. Samuel L. Jackson. When you look at the guy's face, he's doing he's all got, right. You know what I mean? He's braggy, is he? He's not. He's, he's, his face is doing all right. So the main work is probably wig work and stuff, you know, and a little bit of smoothing out. It's, it's not like Kurt Russell. They wouldn't have been able to sustain that for a whole film. I, uh, yeah, it, he looks younger than he did in Pulp Fiction, I would argue, in this. Like, he looks like just a leaner, he looks young... Like a long Kiss Goodnight era to me. Re- okay, yeah. really? Yeah, maybe but I, think I that's need just to get. Hair. I don't know. It just it's it kind of seems like he's going to be a pretty big part of this, and especially I don't know if it's long dialogue scenes, mm. getting that shit to work. Because I mean, it's D- D- Downey oh. Jr. in Civil War was a little bit was a little bit rough. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, and it's okay. I mean, to be fair, that was a few years back, so maybe the text just getting better. But it, it's, I don't know, it's pretty brave of them to be fucking committing whole hog to this. Um, yeah, I don't know. But is it, the thing is, that was kind of the standout thing, that and the lady punching of the trailer to me. And I mean, I, I suppose it is only a teaser, but. I'm kind of more and uh, fucking. I know this is going to be fucking setting off some fucking dog whistles, which I don't mean it, it at all. But I'm kind of. This teaser has me more interested in surrounding things around Captain Marvel than Captain Marvel herself, just because it, it it's like the teaser's like okay, so she's got memories of 
being this other person and whatnot. And it, I, it, it, it kind of feels like, right, okay, well, we know what that mystery is going to be. And I just come away from the trailer thinking, I want to see how well they de-age Samuel L. Jackson throughout the whole thing. And I want to see how many old ladies get punched. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I'm. I think for the for me, I, I feel like I'm getting a sense of it more now than I have been. I mean, there's not been much to go off, obviously, apart from an entertainment magazine cover. Um, but I feel like it gives a good sense of what this film, what the film's going to feel like, and I'm um, I'm happy about I'm happy about what I'm getting. But I think I'd agree with you to a degree about you know what she's going to bring to the Marvel Cinematic Universe is possibly more exciting to me. I think the aesthetic and the tone and the visuals are exciting enough in this, but what interests me now is how this... Because, I mean, it, it feels more obvious than ever to me now that we're losing Captain America because I, I always thought that was going to be the case and that Captain Marvel would be the replacement for him. Um, well, it, 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 I feel it, it, like that's perfect. pretty much nailed on now. Well, Evans has confirmed that the, that the next one is, is his last outing. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that makes sense, and, and I'm fine with that. I think, she, you know, that's what she's done in the comics, that when they, the modern era of Captain Marvel is very much a Captain America type. She's not the, you know, she's not the Miss Marvel that she was in the sort of early 2000s or whatever it was, where she's sort of like a sexy, sassy human who's, you know, struggling to keep a, a guy down in the big city. Now, to be perfectly honest with you, those stories involving Miss Marvel are actually far, far better than the, the Captain Marvel ones. But, you know, that's not the, to paraphrase uh, the genre, it's not the hero we need right now. So I get why they're doing this. And it makes more sense to me now that, it makes sense to me and it feels clear to me now that that's what they're doing. They're, they're pushing her, forward and she will take over the Captain America role and I'm kind of interested to see that I, I want to see that roll out and happen yeah I, I, yeah I, it, I'm, the thing is it, it's only a teaser and it, it, it's I'm looking forward to seeing more of what what she can do and I suppose with Captain America the first Avenger the whole thing there was just like well I wonder how the fucking CG skinny Chris Evans is going to work you know, I, 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 almost as opposed to anything else. So I suppose it's just the same kind of thing there. I, it just, mm. I, I, it, the trailer didn't leave didn't leave me particularly excited. Well, I think the problem, I think the problem with it is the problem with Captain Marvel is, and the problem with what is in this trailer is, unlike Captain America, for example. She is, she's a, she's, first of all, she's been somewhere and she's sort of mastered her craft a little bit. So she's arriving on Earth, fully charged up, fully powered. And yes, we're going to get flashbacks to how she got there. But this is very much a fully formed hero that's going to be dropped on us. And it's a fully formed hero that can basically do anything. She's going to shoot massive fucking beams out of her eyes and out of her hands. And she's going to fly. She's going to be super strong and all these things. Yeah, that's very different to a Captain America, where it's like, you know, he's there's something that you know he's he's got this morality and he's he's learning to cope with having this power, this energy, or, or, or you know, it doesn't feel like there's as much of an arc then potentially. What arc there is is all going to be done in flashback. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just needed... This kind of just felt a little bit like teaser to announce we've got a female-led superhero movie. And maybe, maybe that was what its intent was. But, you know, the Black Panther marketing was fucking, like, spine-tingling right from the off. Mm. And... I mean, even with that "Run the Jewels" song that kind of soundtracked the, um, the, the 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 first teaser for Black Panther, um, yeah, you had that. And with this, it just it's I don't know. I, don't, I just don't really. Well, there's an angle though, isn't there? There's that's the thing. There's an angle. Like there's you know, with Black Panther, there's an angle. He's black. There's Wakanda. He's uh, there's a whole different world that we can explore. There's the you know the man who would be king stuff. Whereas that's what I'm saying with this, it's just she's a very powerful being who's come from outer space. Now, we have seen that before in terms of powers. She shoots stuff out of her eyes, which is a lot like Superman. She shoots stuff out of her hands, which is a lot like Scarlet Witch. She can fly, which is a lot like a bunch of other people. So it, there's not that much of an angle apart from we. this is Marvel's leading superhero lady. So... I I can totally see why, probably for most mainstream audiences, that the idea of Captain Marvel probably isn't that that exciting. And I wonder how they're. It might be a problem for them. First of all, that she's overpowered. She has an awful lot of power. But secondly, the powers that she's got are just like shooting things out of herself and flying. And how visually interesting really is that? I'm, I am excited for it, but I wonder how I wonder how well it's going to chime. And I certainly don't think it's going to perform as well as a Black Panther, where there's an angle and there's there's something new that people haven't seen because they don't that, feel necessarily like there is here. There was a movement kind of behind Black Panther. Yeah, think, is, is this in the same place as Black Panther was last year? At least same time. Um, it's March. It's yeah, released. so not far off. I think Black Panther was February, February. wasn't it? Yeah. Is yeah. it really been released on International Women's Day? Yeah. Right. There you go. Honestly. For realties, yeah. Fucking hell. So they're leaning right into that, but, you know. Well, which, I don't know. It it, it makes sense. It, <laughs> um, just, it, it, just, it, it makes sense, but, I mean, it's a little bit like, you know, they're not the first to do Like, DC already beat them to this. Yeah. And nobody's going to remember that. It, it's a, oh, yeah. it is, it's very fucking heavy-handed. Yeah. It, 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, you can't... It, it, From it, the studio who gave you black people, now women. <laughs> <laughs> now blonde white woman. <laughs> yeah. Who punches old ladies in the face and doesn't smile. That's been another one that people have been pissed off about, apparently, that she doesn't smile at the fucking trailer. Uh, yeah, no, I've seen... Yeah, that's fucking... It's mental. She does. It, mental. I'm sure but she does in but some of the great things is somebody has taken that and has changed a lot of the Marvel uh, posters over the years and added smiles into them. Nice. So you've got Iron Man for the Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3 poster, but he's got a big grin. <laughs> it, it just I'm might... Related, I love the poster for this movie. Yes, I do. Yeah, it works. Have you seen yeah. the cat as well? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a really good poster. I'm, I'm really, 
I'm really excited for this. I think the trailer's good. I am. I'm really up for it. I just, I don't, I'm really up for it. I'm, I'm happy to have seen something. It's put my mind at ease. I feel like I've got the tone and what I'm going to get and I'm happy yeah. with it. But I just don't feel like it's going to, I don't feel like it's going to rock the world quite as much as they maybe think it's going to. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, I, I need more. Um, I'm looking forward to it and it's nothing to do with Brie Larson. I'm a big fan of Brie Larson. Room is the shit. Short term twelve, great okay. film. Sorry. You say room is shit. No, room is the shit. There was too too many words in there. It was like my number two or three film a few years back of the year, a few years back. I'm joking. Okay. I was saying nothing, Ariam. Sorry. I I wasn't saying anything there. It's all Becky that one. Okay. Right. <laughs> Let's let's move on. So because we're like an hour in and we haven't even started the first fucking film yet, <laughs> there's not going to be any what we watched this week. No, there isn't. We might as well accept that. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't watched Predator movies. So. I, think, I think we actually have. <laughs> yeah, you guys. I think you guys have watched a few things, but never mind. Um, so, let's... oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not going to talk about cuffs, man. Fuck I'll, I'll talk next week. Don't worry about that. Okay. What we'll do next week, we'll just do like one main review and then do like a bumper what we watched. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think it's due. So, let's do it. Can I just say one thing though? Go. Can I can I give you a recommendation for for what I watched? Oh yeah. yes, please do. I'll just drop it here just very quickly. Um, I watched Lucky. Um, the. Um, oh fuck you. Yeah. Did you go to the cinema to see that? Uh, no. Did you? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I had a review copy. Uh, that, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's fucking great. It's really, really good. It's just really warm and really, um, Really pleasant and small, and uh, I mean, for that, for for those who don't know what it is, it's Harry Dean Stanton's not his last film. Apparently, he's got another one on the way, but it feels very much like a, a career end performance. Um, and it's basically just about him coming to terms with his age and his, you know, the life that's gone by and where he is in the world, and sort of letting things go and not holding on to grudges. And the people around him are just sort of a bit. A little bit crazy. Um, David Lynch is in it, and, and he's only in it for like maybe three scenes, but he fucking steals each scene that he's in, going on about his his tortoise that left him. It's fucking, <laughs> and I swear to God, there's there's about I won't say specifically what they are because I don't want to spoil it, but there's there's maybe three or four moments in the whole film. One of them is right at the end, but there are maybe three or four moments in the in, in the film where you just go this is fucking cinema magic here. It's just real, real beautiful stuff. Uh, I, yeah, if you had the chance to see Lucky, fucking see it. I, I, and it's like, I think it was like 92 minutes or something as well. So it's, uh, it gets yeah. in and gets out and it's great. It's really I'm good. very, very much looking forward to that. I, I, Harry Dean Stanton. It, it is, it's, it's magical. And it really feels like, whatever his next film is, I can't quite remember what it is. I looked it up, but whatever it's it is, I can't. I can't Biopic, oh, that's it. Yeah, I kind of don't. Not, not, not I kind of like don't want to. I kind of don't want to watch it because I want this to be his last film because he just works this, so well. This is, this is the last film he filmed 
Right. Okay, I can live with that then. Yeah. It's just um, the fact that one's getting released after this, but luckily yeah. it's the last film he, he actually made. Yeah. Okay. Really, really it's written by well you're not um, gonna like this then Becky. yeah and a lot of lucky is a lot of the bits are based on stories that he told the writer about it so some of it's a bit about his life and it's yeah it's it's all of the like it makes you want to use all of those cornball film craig words and phrases like when you've watched it it just it is uplifting and it is magical and it is heartwarming and it is like it's all those cornball bullshit words. So yeah, see it and use those those bullshit words. Well, see it and use those bullshit words. Well, uh, yeah. that's a that's a poster quote, Noel. Um, so I'm just downloading Netflix on Lottie's iPad. Um, what what are you watching on um, what are you watching on Lottie's iPad, Don? Doctor Who, right? Okay, so Donna's set herself a challenge. Just a quick tangent. So, how many Nine. days? In how many days' time does the new season of Doctor Who start, Don? Seventeen. Right. Okay. And Don's literally watching every episode of like Modern Who leading up to it. How many have you what? got to go? <laughs> Sorry. 81. You've got eighty-one Jesus. episodes. <laughs> Right, and you've worked out so it's about five a day, eh? Yeah. Right. Commitment is that done? Well done. The thing is, when Don does her work during the day, she double screens, so she's got yeah. one yeah. monitor doing her photo editing and another with Netflix or whatever on. So, <laughs> Doctor Who's what, like forty-five, fifty minutes long? Yeah. Yeah. So. Is she starting with the Eccleston episode? Yeah, she started with the Ecclestons, yeah. Excellent. Um, you can do it. You can do it. Even though we're going to Alton Towers for like three days next week, so... Take, take the iPad with you. Take the iPad with you, Becky, so... <laughs> yeah, it's a fair comment. Right, okay, it's open now. Um... Right, sorry guys. Um, I'll tell you what, while I'm just doing this, I'm just going to do uh, an impression of the Predator theme tune. Right, and we are... Good. Right. Predator is directed by John McTiernan and stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, Bill Duke, the, uh, the, the lady. I know Maria Conchita Alonso's in Predator 2 and I know that it's... Alfreda Carrillo. There we go. There we go. Um, and uh, others. So, Predator. Everyone's seen Predator. I mean, do we really need to spend that much time on Predator? <laughs> Does anyone not like Predator? Does anyone have problems with Predator? No. I so like What problems could you have? It's, it's one of those movies, I think, that's, that was almost... As time's gone on, it's become more critically acclaimed mm. as time's worn on 
And now people are going back to it going, actually, it, it is... It is like really high end action cinema. What the fuck is Shane Black actually in Predator? Yeah, yeah, he's Hawkins. Fucking hell, didn't know that. He's the, the thing. I think the thing for me with Predator is I've always been a huge Arnie fan, and Predator's always been easily my favourite Arnie film. I think, like, I, I would, you know, for the longest time, I would take Predator over Terminator. Uh, as a as as an as a film, I just think it does so much that you've not seen before. Like, I mean, obviously, the Terminator was very similar at the time, but I think just the idea of you know taking the six of them and dropping them in a meat grinder and then seeing what happens, like that whole thing is just a really nice idea, and it's you know it's it's a nice idea that then gets carried through sometimes in the films that follow, and then other times gets completely fucking ignored. But we'll come to that. Um, but, you know, that sort of notion of, 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 like, what the Predator is and what it's doing there and how Arnold, like, deals with it is fucking brilliant. It's so well done. Yeah, it really is. It's... Yeah, as well, like you say, it, it, it doesn't feel like it's a, a essentially like a, not a small-scale film, but it doesn't feel like it is literally just six guys in a jungle. No, no, I don't. No, it's, it is actually, it's, it's one of those films that I kind of think of as being, you know, like great to watch and entertaining, but not, like, great until I watch it and then I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, no, I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> And even like the the music that we were just sort of, I think that music's fantastic. And when yeah. it appears in, in in the other films as well, it just it just makes you want to watch the first one again. And yeah. whenever you hear that music and you hear a helicopter in the background, it somehow sounds even better. Just that music with a helicopter in the background just somehow sounds better, and I don't know why. <laughs> it, it, I think it, because it, it evokes that memory of, of, of yeah, that's, no, it, that's it, that's it, that's I, it. No, it, I, it evokes the opening of the film where you hear it and you the, the choppers coming in and you, you know you're going to get the um, you know the the son of a bitch moment and all that stuff. It's yeah, it, it, right. I'm, I'm just going to lay this out now. The thing about the Predator theme tune is the fact that it's done so perfectly in this film and in the opening of this film and then they try and twist it in the in the other films like predator 2 mm. kind of has it in a couple of moments it's not that bad predators it's like really fast yeah and it it, it just it kind of seems like they were just like right we got to do this but we'll just do it really quickly and it's almost like it's like a 90 second piece of music condensed down into like 50 seconds um it all feels for me in predators like Robert Rodriguez doesn't like the actual tune, so yeah. doesn't want it in one of his damn movies because he writes all music. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean to be fair, John Denley did the, the score for Predators, but I take your point and I agree. And it's like it's basically shunted into the credit role. Like you don't even get it in the like the first bit of credits at the end. You get it just in the when the actually they're rolling. Um, but then the Predator. I will just say that it's that the the way it's done in the Predator makes it feel like even that music couldn't be fucked to be there. It's 
it, it's just like weirdly lethargic and i you know it just they just ugh, they didn't get it right after the first one and i've i've got positive things to say about the other films but the that music is not it it's so just no. that fucking film to be honest it noticed i noticed it more in predator 2 than than predators because it felt weird where it was placed there's a moment that's I think true. It's pretty early on where um where Danny Glover's like running through a a, a a court building or something, and it's like, duh, 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 and I'm like, no, he's not in a jungle. What's this? Doesn't feel right. It's not. It doesn't feel aesthetically right for this music. So it just it doesn't fit in certain. You know, it's so attached to this first film, and it's so important to this first film that when I see it out of that context. It sort of doesn't feel right for me. No, I mean, d- 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 no, agree. I mean, the opening five minutes of Predator are the best consecutive five minutes in mm. cinema history. Mm. I, I, I'm even talking the fucking Fox logo. It, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got the Fox logo, you've got the fanfare, you've got space, you've got the lovely clean font at the start saying Predator, you've got that music, you've got the helicopter... You got muscly guys coming off. It's the meeting each of those people and oh. discovering who they are as well, and that all. I mean, the fucking. It's a very quotable movie, but for me and actually for a couple of my friends, it's that first fifteen minutes that you get some of the best stuff. Like yeah. this cabinet minister, does he always travel on the wrong side of the border? Um, this shit will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus just like me. The jokes that are coming from art, like there's just fucking there's so much in this. Some fool thought you were the best. I d- sorry, it... <laughs> is that why he shouts from the background where he turns around? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. No, so said good. you were the best. That, that, yeah. That's it. Sorry, and then and they're, just, and they're all just so greasy. <laughs> oh, they're so wonderfully sweaty. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing of fucking beauty that is. There is so much beer blood in this movie; it's insane. Yeah. And it just the the and the fucking spunking off of weapons as well. Like I love the fact that it is so badass, and it just it shows the utter futility of their weapons. Mm. Like they do yeah. fuck all, and it's like you're watching it. It's like this is amazing. Look at those fucking guns. It's just like a solid minute of just guns firing, and like Schwarzenegger just like isn't he fucking chomping down on his cigar while he's fucking firing as well? Yeah, like it, you know, and yet it just goes to show that it mean it, it's for shit. It's this weird dichotomy of this is cool, but this is useless. And that's something that I'll 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 come back to when we get onto the Predator as well because that that was something that bothered me. But just to remind you that to, we, we should mention cool. that again cool. later. Cool. <laughs> Sorry to jump ahead. I mean, so Bex. I mean, like to be fair, this is generic, like stereotypically a super fucking masculine film. So. Yeah. When, when I when you come to it, do you? I don't know. Do you see it as like a? I don't know. Do you see it as a masculine film, or or like do do you see it as a good film on its own merits? I mean, it's um. 
from, okay, I'm just going to say it from a girl's point of view. What what is Predator? I mean, obviously, you can't deny the fact that the macho is real in Predator. It is it is all sweaty, glistening muscles and being badass guys. But I don't, I don't know. I don't. I never watch it and think, God, that's a masculine film. Oh, I'm underrepresented in this film. Yeah, yeah, there's a girl in it. It's fine. Um, it's just objectively a really good action movie, mm. and I don't, I don't think it really matters that there's not many women in it. Well, one, there's one. Mm. But it, you know, it's fine. It wouldn't have worked. In you can't just shoehorn chicks into situations unrealistically for the sake of it. That's not representation. That's tokenism. But weirdly, I think that there's a movie that is made some 20-odd years later that we're going to talk about later on that feels more dated than Predator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't feel dated. That's, that, 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 that's what, that, that's what I, I think that is great about it. Is it doesn't feel dated at all. No. It, 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 it feels like a movie. Even the, the effects and everything like that, they're, the, 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 the Predator vision effect in this is better than in Predators. Well, it's minimal, though, isn't it? It's like it's minimal by, by design. Probably budgetary limitations had a part in that as well. But actually, you know, less is more. And in a film like this, you're going to get more longevity out of your movie if you're not spunking all the best available effects that you've, you've got at that time because yeah. it's going to date so quickly. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, I think, I don't know. I think that's, the, and again, we can talk about this in, in, in relation to the other films, um, but how you get, the way you get served your predator in this film is fucking magnificent and it's not the type of thing that they would do today you don't get to see your predator until you fucking waited and you've you've been teased i mean the first what is it the first they're not even in any kind of danger for like the first what half hour of the film or something they're just gonna be a solid half hour yeah yeah. and then you get you get teased a little bit something's out there and then when you know something's out there, you know something's out there that's invisible. And then occasionally you might get a flash of something. You really fucking wait. And even when you do get it, you get the Predator with a mask. So there's another reveal later on. So he really ekes yeah, it out I, for I paused it the first time we see the Predator, didn't we? Mm. Uh, and you said, what are you doing? What are you doing? thought I was going to the bathroom or something like that. I said, I wanted to see how long it was until we saw the actual Predator. Not just like the, the reflective yeah. bit, the shimmer and everything like that. But the actual predator, and I think mm. about, what's it about? Was it about fifty-two minutes or something like that? Yeah. And it, like you say, you, you, it, it's that's over halfway through the movie before you actually get to see the fucking the predator. Yeah. You wouldn't get that now. No, you wouldn't. You don't. <laughs> Quite literally, you don't. No, well, you literally don't. Do not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, make people wait and. That's how you build tension. It's not a fucking, you know. I'm not. I'm not shining any great intuitive light on that. It's just that's how you get tension. You make people wait. Fucking hell. And as long as it's worth it, and let's face it, you know the the unsung hero of the Predator universe is Stan Winston because the Predator is a fantastic creature design. Mm. 
yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that it's a really good. He's yeah. scary, and you think he's scary when he's got the mask on, and that that's his face. Yeah. Kind of when you first watch it, don't you? And then obviously it's not; it's armor. Um, and it's and the only the only thing that I think not so much in this one, but in later ones, the the eyes make it look a bit like funny. A bit blank almost. Yeah, like it looks like a rubber suit when you see like their eyes really clearly. And whereas you don't really in this one, I think it, it doesn't focus on its eye area too much, I don't think. Predators. It look the eyes look fucked in Predators. Yeah, I no- I noticed that when I watched it last night. It's like there's a bit where there's like a really long shot of like the predator just fucking looking at the camera and being all fucking pissed off, and it's just like, right, you look good, but your eyes look like fucking just contacts. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, even though I mean, like th- that that's the thing about the predator suit. I do like the fact that it's not CG. It does look like a dude in a suit, but not like fake dude in a suit. It just looks like yeah. That is a humanoid, uh, a humanoid yeah. body with really good creature design, but it, but it's a humanoid body, and I like that they don't hide that. Um, and it's just like you just concentrate on the fucked up face. It's a design that you would think um, you can't fuck up because because of that, you know, it is a guy, it is a guy in a suit. It has to be a guy in a suit. And although you might get to a stage with your franchise where you might think it's cheaper or easier to do it as full CG, you can't because it has to be a guy in a suit and you yeah. can't fuck that up. Or, as I say, you wouldn't think they could fuck that up. So, like, I, you know, that's, that's the magic of Stan Winston putting his rubber stamp, no pun intended, putting his, his rubber stamp on something that lasts forever. And, you know, no Stan Winston no Predator sequels, but also no fucking comics that have run for all these years. Like, there's a whole... There's a whole fucking... Universe outside it, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there that is just based on his design. That That's never going to happen if it's the original daft-looking thing that Jean-Claude Van Damme was running around the jungle in. You know, he came in and literally saved the film and created something that's that, that, that we're still talking about now, um, and people are still clamouring for more more films um, of. So, yeah, important. Absolutely. Um, yep. So, Predator, fucking bollocks, isn't it? Well, our Paul. Uh, fucking hell, come on. Our Paul. 78%. Right. Mm. Cloth, 0%. Shit, 11%. And Geostorm, 11%. How many fucking votes? Nine. Right, okay, so one person voted for Geostorm and one vo- Who the fuck votes for definitely not shit? Uh, definitely shit for Predator? Somebody who takes themselves way too fucking seriously. Or Dan. <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. My word. All right. Fair enough. Whoever you are, feel free to remain anonymous. I think you probably should. <laughs> Predator 2 is directed by Stephen Hopkins and it stars Danny Glover. Okay, Bill, it does. 
Bill, yeah, fuck yeah, it does. Bill Paxton, Maria Conchita Alonso. Um, and to be fair, Kevin Peter Hall as the Predator, as he was in the first Predator. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's an alternate alternate universe where the Jean-Claude Van Damme one got released and none of this ever happened. So, mm. you know, good on him. So this time it's... Uh, He's in, he's, he's in town, uh, fucking, what was the tagline? He's in town with a few days to kill. Yeah. Which, which is a fucking, that is a fucking boss level tagline, if ever there was one, to be fair, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, it's sweaty as fuck, it's Los Angeles 97, the Predator's about, and uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I had a few drinks while watching this, and I'm pretty sure I fell asleep for about 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> so my memory is hazy, but I remember liking this film. Does anyone else? I really like Predator 2. Okay, cool. <laughs> I really like Predator 2. It takes the premise of the first, doesn't it, and then just has a lot of fucking fun with it. It, it, it does. I, what I will say is... I, I, is the fuck is that? Right, what? sorry. Anti recommendation for an IPA. Crate IPA. Which one? Crate. 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 C R A T E. Cratebrewery.com. I bought this in Tesco because I hadn't seen it before. My oh, word! It tastes like somebody's fucking dipped an ashtray in their fucking pint. Yeah, it's not great, is it? I've never even seen that before. I I, I poured it away. Oh. Is it in a white can? It's like yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's a white like maze looking thing over black. Oh fuck off! Like their taste profile thing has got it pointing towards sweet. Hang on. Nah, mate, that's not sweet. That fucking tastes like ash. One to sip, sup and savour. Yeah. Anyway, God, ever so sorry. The thing is, I just had a lovely Innocent Gun limited edition mangoes on the run one, which was yeah. fucking gorgeous. My good fucking Christ. I'm going to drink it because I bought it, but my... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway... Uh, Mark, sorry, you like Predator 2. I'm so sorry. No, I, I like Predator 2 because it, it, it has Danny Glover in, in way over the top mode and, um, and Danny Glover just basically being badass cop Danny Glover in it. Um, it has Gary Busey. Again, I don't think Gary Busey knows that Predators aren't real. Um, <laughs> It has Bill Paxton in the most Bill Paxton of Bill Paxton roles. And it's always nice seeing Maria Conchita Alonso in anything because, let's be honest, she's terrible in things, but she's always quite fun in yeah. things. And all of their guns look like look like the, the, the props team. They went, props team went, right, we've done all these prop guns for you. And uh, Stephen Hopkins went, that's great. I really like them. Can you make them all 30% bigger? <laughs> but, but then they won't look like real guns. 30% bigger. 
but they won't look forty percent bigger every time you say no. The percentage is going up, but fifty percent bigger, and they just went away and brought it back. And Danny Glover just went, "I like this. Could you make it like ten percent bigger?" Though? <laughs> And the, the, the bit when he opens the back of his car and he's like, and he unfurls the gun things and he's like pointing going, that one, that one, no, wait a minute, this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's great. It, it, it's got Colombians literally just shooting up Los Angeles and then just taking loads of cocaine because they think that that will make them just, just do everything and then a president that just that one bit where that got one guy like sniffs the fuckload of it and just goes it's fucking amazing. Sorry. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really like Predator Two. It, it, it's probably for all the reasons that people will say that they don't like it, and they're probably right, and I'm probably wrong. I'll be honest. I'm I'm a bit torn on it because I don't like. It is very much a movie of 1990. There is absolutely no doubt that this film was made in 1990. Like, not 1989. It's not a late 80s movie, and it's not an early 90s movie. This is a 1990 movie mm-hmm. all over. Um, I, it's it's fun, but it's a bit shit. <laughs> like, it's a bit... I don't know. There's a lot of... There's, there's so, like, there's so many cliches in it. Like the, the whole cop, the whole cop stuff in the first like twenty minutes of it that I think I've mentioned to you, where yeah. literally, you, if you were to write down, you know, a list of my ass is on the line, I want your badge, uh, the DA is chewing out my ass, like all you could literally write down all of these things, and fucking they all come up in the first twenty minutes of this film. It feels like. It feels like a really corny, um, cliched cop movie that then they sort of just go, and now it's a Predator movie. So it, they, and it, it, it feels a little bit like, do you remember the film that came out in 91, I think, Loaded Weapon, which was a... Yes, it, it feels exactly like that. Movie. Yes. It's, it's a little bit like they made a Predator yeah. movie. And, and that's what brings me to my next point is, is, um, is actually Danny Glover. Like, I've not... I don't think I've rewatched Predator Two since since VHS rental, so I don't think I've seen it since well 1990, 1991, probably nineteen ninety one. I would have thought. Um, I don't think I've seen it since then, and I think I had fondish memories of it, but I think I always thought, you know, well, it was fine for what it was, but it, it felt very much like a sequel. Watching it now, I'm very very aware of how Danny Glover isn't very good. And he. he <laughs> I mean, he's not a leading actor. And I think when he's bouncing off, like that thing that he does where he's sort of very sort of aghast and like, oh my God, (laughs) sort of thing, that works quite well when he's reacting to to Mel Gibson uh, in Lethal Weapon. But when he does it in this, it feels like Loaded Weapon 1. Like, do you know what I mean? It it feels like comedically bad. What I would say there is... I, I genuinely think that Mel Gibson, and I know there's, there's problematic things with Mel Gibson, but I genuinely think that Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon 1 is one of the great underappreciated male performances. 
Mm. He, is, he is fantastic in yeah. that movie. There are so many bits in that where he's he's effortlessly effortlessly cool. He comes across as I don't know what's a completely different movie it here, but like you say, there's it, a lot of sides to him as well in that. There film. is there's just so much to it. It's I could talk about *Lethal Weapon* for hours. I think it is a, a very much underappreciated movie. It's not just throwaway gags and you know anti-wolfish shit. It's, it's a fucking great movie. But yeah, the the, the, the key bit that backs up what you're saying here, though, is the bit where the uh, police chief has just chewed him out after the big shootout, and he just literally throws his arms down. And, has almost a full-blown tantrum. Goes, <laughs> yeah. Fuck! And then tries to run after him. Yeah. And then when he runs after him, the music starts, and I'm like, no, this is not the right place. Stop it. All I think every time I watch this movie is, oh, my God, look at how big Danny Glover's visible panty line is. Yeah, look at how big his, his chinos are enormous in this film. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some serious chinos on. He looks it like he's wearing a fucking suit. Suit, suit. Like like Stephen Hopkins when at every point with Danny Glover, Danny Glover went right. Can we make sure everything around Danny Glover looks smaller so he looks bigger? <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's about eighteen feet tall. I the the thing is, the first hour or so of the film is you know. Here or there, even though the train car bit's pretty good, I think. But um, it's it's that climax. It's when it is Glover versus the Predator, yeah. and just the fucking. It's okay. I'm a cop. I don't think he gives a shit. Like it's yeah. just like that's such a great, weirdly goofy moment in a film that hasn't actually been that, at least purposefully goofy. Um, I, but and then the, the the end. I mean, the ending in the Predator ship, like the production design, suddenly goes fucking through the roof. Um, and that that end battle, I think, is great. And I will say, Schwarzenegger says on his Instagram, "I killed the Predator." No, you didn't, bud. You you Your made him come a cropper, but then he fucking blew himself up. Yeah. Danny yeah. Glover killed the Predator. Yeah. You know, so, you know, maybe Schwarzenegger, you should be taking that off your Instagram. Just... I also do like the, the production design of that um, Colombian... Um, oh, fuck, yeah. Going to fucking... When the um, Jamaican can go in. His apartment. His apartment. It, it's just ah, like, yeah. And like you said, no, it, it's... This movie is so 1990. So 1990. It's yeah. so 1990 of what 1990 thought 1997 would look like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this is this came up on another podcast that uh, that, uh, that I listened to where they were just like, in the nineteen in in the Predator timeline, we've got this version of 1997, which just the world just fell to shit, and it's never been referenced again. It's like yeah. you know this 1997. Like after this, everything just fixed itself and went back to normal. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, the, the really weird the, dystopian nineteen ninety seven, and the, everything the just fixed itself. It is, there's no reason for them. I said it in nineteen ninety seven. No, <laughs> you know there was an awful lot of shit going on in nineteen ninety 
in Los Angeles that they would have been able to just set it then. Maybe it would have been a bit close to the bone. Uh, you know, by saying 97, it's like it's far enough away that you know, you could have it be a little bit dystopian, but at the same time still have like no futuristic technology whatsoever. Which, fair enough, yeah. I, I, I like the fact that outside the police station, you've essentially got like fucking battlegrounds. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, it's one of those where it, it, it's very much a, a Geostar movie, but I, I'm going to say that it's definitely not shit because I, I think it's definitely not shit, but I accept the fact that I'm probably wrong. <laughs> No, no, I'm I'm saying definitely not shit, and I'm not accepting the fact I'm wrong. It's a fun fucking film. Bill Paxton is fun. Um, the 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 fucking King Willie shit and just all the fucking drug lord stuff is fun. It's gnarly, but it's not a mean gnarly. It it's quite a I don't know. It's quite a fun grisly gnarly, um, and that ending is great I, I you know i just love that it's not fucking right he kills the predator and well shit he saves the day brilliant it's he's he kills the predator he gets a fucking weird gift from the predators and then at the end of the film he's got fucking ash all over his face and it's just like you know he's gonna be a fucking stark raving lunatic for the rest of his fucking days no one's going to believe any shit he says, and he's just going to be in a psychiatric unit. It's yeah. actually one of the most depressing endings of all the films. <laughs> yeah. But it's Danny Glover. But it's Danny Glover. So he's going to wear that hat, and he's going to be fine. Yep. Yeah. It's, def- it's, it's definitely not shit. I'm sorry. Well, it is. I'm definitely not shit. Where are you on it, Bex? Do you know what? It's not, it's not a good as Predator by a long way, but... It is so much fun to watch. I, I'm going to have to go definitely not shit as well. No, where are you? Oh, go on, are be you, the dickhead. Go on, do it. No, it is. You're right, it's fun. Okay, it's definitely not shit. I was I was close to touching cloth there, but yeah, you're right, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, well, the I, thing I, is, the, prob- the problems, that I have problems with it, and a lot of those problems relate to the film that it's not. And when you start to compare it to the last, to 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 the pre- to, to Predator, then it's more it's more problems. But you're right, it's fun, so I'll let it go. It's it's definitely not shit. Nice. Audience ball with definitely not shit forty five percent, touching cloth thirty six percent, shit nine percent, and geostorm ten percent. Okay. Weirdly, more people voted for that. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> that is weird. Right. Predators. It's 2010. Robert Rodriguez is at a weird position in his career where he can go, no, I'm not going to fucking direct a Predator film, but I'll produce it. But my um, production company will make it. Yeah. I'm going to be the grand bar of the Predator films. Because I'm Robert Rodriguez. So he gets Nimrod Antal to direct it. And uh, you got you got Adrian Brody. You've got uh, Alice Braga. you got Mahershala Ali, back when his name was longer. Um, but it, it, it's interesting. I, I first know that guy from the 4400 TV show that uh, Donna and I like came through. 
and his name was a lot longer then. It was like Mahershala Baraz or something. Well, and then some other things. And it's it's interesting. It's interesting seeing Mahershala Ali in this film and then thinking, shit, man, you won an Oscar like six years later. Good for yeah. you. Like, good for you. He looks a lot bigger in this film, doesn't he, as well, than he looks now. He's quite a skinny man these days. Yeah, no, he built himself up, though. And he, he's mm. an interesting character in the 4400 as well. It's like this tangent very quickly it's this really interesting tv show about um 4400 people who were plucked out of different times by aliens and then all dumped back at in earth at the same time and he's this like world war ii pilot who falls in love with a white woman and it and, but it's like in his to him it's almost like this kind of forbidden love, but to her, it's kind of like, well, that's okay. And it's a really interesting arc that they have, but, and he's really good in it as well. But anyway, um, Topher Grace is in it. Sorry. Yeah. It is well watched like 400 and really liked it. Yeah, no, it's it's it, it, interesting show that. Um, but yeah, uh, Topher Grace is in it, um, coming hot off of Spider-Man 3. Um, who else is in it? Danny Trejo for a little bit. Wally Goggs. Wally Goggs. Wally premium Goggs. Wally Goggs. Yeah, premium yeah. would never be able to get away with it these days, Wally no. Goggs. Oh, oh no. I, I know the line you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to rape and me some fine did. bitches. Yeah. It's fucking so funny, that, though. Topher Grace's reaction to it is so funny as well. It's just like he steps... Sorry. It, it, that's that's the bit that that just that line of dialogue makes this film seem more dated than any of the other Predator movies. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> right. Oh, did he say that? Oh, can you imagine what happened now if he said that? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that. Watches this movie. <laughs> just the way that it's like he walks up to that Russian guy after, and he's like. You shouldn't Stay talk away. to him anymore. Yeah, you know, just yeah. The, the, like, just how quickly he fucking kicks him. <laughs> yeah, that. it's great. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's other people in it as well. Um, oh, Lawrence Fishburne's in it. Yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> um, so predators. Um, it's a really good opening. Not as good as Predator. But I like the opening to this film. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's it's a, it's a solid introduction. Yeah, with the, the the idea behind it is quite good. Yeah, and I really like the ending as well. Like the the, the last line is great sequel that's never going to happen. Set up. Hmm. Really, what sequel is that setting up? It can't just be them trying to get off the planet because that would that would be boring. But would it though? I don't know. I think I'd, I'd I'd watch I'd watch a sequel where they're trying to escape and maybe the next batch of predators have have dropped down or something. I, I don't know. And, and yeah, if the next batch have been like, oh fuck me, Adrian Brody's tough. Let's yeah. let's do some more difficult shit. I'd watch yeah. that. Yeah, maybe, maybe actually. And it, it just yeah. I mean, the thing is, as well as you know as we're talking about um, what Arnold Schwarzenegger did against the Predator and how he dealt with the Predator compared to how um, a man half his size in uh, um, 
What's his face? I've forgotten. Danny Glover did. When you come down to uh, Adrian Brody, Adrian Brody fucked these predators. Like, he fucked that predator up. Like, you know, properly. Like, this this is the... This is the man versus predator fight where the, the man really gets to fuck a predator up. Like, way more so than any of the other films. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, could that be because with this film, it's like he actually get kind of spends time learning about them. Like, with Predator, it, it, it's very much... Prime on the just, foot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit is going down, right? Okay, what kind of advice is going to have? Whereas this, he has actually got time to think. That there are like bits in between where he is able to actually chill out and think. You know, I mean, it's like the Lawrence Fishburne bit. At least before Lawrence Fishburne tries to set them all on fire, there, there, there is time there, and people to learn from as well, isn't there? Obviously, she she knows about them from the events of the first movie. Lawrence Fishburne knows about them because he's been on planet with them for X amount of time. Whereas, obviously, in the in the first one, there's no there's no prior knowledge of what these fucking things are. Yeah. But at least he can like Lawrence Fishburne tells him what he tells him, and then he goes, "All right, okay." So they learn and they evolve and blah blah blah. And there's three of them and the ship, and he's got a bit more to work with, hasn't he? Well, I think you kind of need that as well because obviously this is, you know, this is the third film in a franchise, so they have to, if well, they feel like they have to evolve the predators and the story and the the world and the law to give us more to to yeah. enjoy as an audience. I mean, I don't necessarily think you don't necessarily think you do need that, but you can see that that's studio thinking and that's um, you know what what the filmmakers would think. So. I guess that's that's what they're doing here, and, and for that you need a little bit more exposition. Because that you know the beauty of the first film is you don't need any exposition. They are there, something is happening, and you as an audience member are learning what they're learning as they're learning it. Whereas yeah, here you need the exposition because you need to know what's changed, what 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 rules have changed in this film. Yeah, and I mean that's I was going to say you can't have a film where you know all this shit about the predator as an audience. Mm. And then the protagonist know nothing again. Like it just wouldn't work. No, it makes yeah. it like a slasher movie, then, doesn't it? Really, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they, I, I, I do think that the the exposition bit where they're explaining there was this guy who he fought one of them when she'd explained it all is clunky as fuck. It's nice nod to Arnie, though, isn't it? It is, but it's it's. it's it's delivered like tails around the fucking campfire. How does she know that anyway? How does she know that? that is, I wasn't clear about that. Uh, stuff like that kind of does take me out of it. Uh, the fucking lady from the first one's probably her mum. Yeah. I did think it might be something as, as awkward as that, but yeah. Or convenient, I should say. To be fair, it's like Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, where it's like, Alan, who's Alan Parrish? He's like, he was a good man. He was the one before me. I don't know why I'm comparing it to Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. I didn't even notice that in, in Welcome to the Jungle, to be honest. Oh, well, they did it more subtly. All right, fair oh, play, Jumanji okay. Welcome to the Jungle. You are better than Predators. 
To be fair, you probably are better than Predators. It is better than Predators. Yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's a perfectly decent action film. And that's kind of, it doesn't feel like there's really any personality to it. That's the. I think that's the problem for me. Is like it's 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 a perfectly serviceable movie that you'd watch on like an afternoon. It's fine, but it doesn't do justice to the. It doesn't do justice to the original. It's not as fun as the second one. It's just. It, it's a similar, you know. It's it's got the same protag- uh, antagonist. Sorry, and it's it's kind of still within that mythology, but it just it's got too much Hollywood sheen on it, and it's taken all the. Like, you see all the personality out of it. Oh, no. I disagree, me. <laughs> I love this film. Yeah, I love it. All right, cool. I really like it. Like, I just... For me, it's just... I like the characters. I like being back in a world where it's a bunch of people dropped in the jungle and having to deal with this. Yeah. I like learning about who these individuals are and seeing how they react to things differently from one another and how there's dynamics within the team sometimes that are awkward and sometimes not. It feels more like a Predator movie to me. And I, I, aside from all that, I think it fucking looks great. Like, I, I love the look of it. Like, it feels like, to me, Predator 2 feels like um, a sort of dirty, straight-to-video sequel to Predator, whereas <laughs> this this feels like the next film this feels like the predator movie you would make next when you when the first film's a hit and you get a bit more money and you spend a bit more time on it you get this i'm not saying it's a better movie than predator of course not but for me this just feels more like a natural sequel to predator uh and i i, I really really like it and i think it's been a few years it's been a few years since i saw it but it just it feels like an upgrade on the, you know, in the same way that sort of Alien goes to Aliens, I feel like, and I'm not just, you know, this isn't just the name. Like, the, in the same way that Alien goes to Aliens, I feel like Predator goes to Predator goes to Predators. Um, and sort of 2 almost feels like a weird straight-to-VHS blip on, on, on that. I, I know that's probably not a popular opinion, but I genuinely, that's, that's how I feel about it. I, I was... I was quite surprised by how much I enjoyed it, actually. Oh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed it. And I, I, I was surprised because I, I, I remember disliking it when it first came out. Um, it, no, it's, it's, it's really enjoyable as an action movie. The premise of it is really, really strong. It's a really good idea for a story. It just, it's a bit too shiny and polished looking. It is, it absolutely is, yeah. And it's in that respect. That's kind of it's a little bit like that's kind of what I'm saying as well. It's 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 a very different movie to Predator yeah. Two in that respect. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Bex. Sorry, go on. No, no, I was done. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just it's um, it is I don't know. It is a better film than Predator Two. It is, and I'm not the one going to second going to say that this is shit. It just like. It was weird. I didn't remember much of it going in. And I watched it. And at the end of it, it was like, yeah, I'll probably forget this pretty quickly. Like, I mean, the only reason why I remember the Topher Grace bit is because it's kind of fucking 
random. It just feels like an extra wrinkle that probably wasn't really needed. Um, oh, the, the the twist of Topher Grace. Yeah, because... I yeah, mean, absolutely. Completely are, unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, you are kind of wondering, well, why the fuck is he there for, like, the whole thing? I yeah. mean, you get a little thing where he's like, please, I've got kids, and he shows up the thing, and it's like, okay, that's a bit weird. And then there's nothing for ten minutes. Then you've got that one sequence, and then all it is is... Adrian Brody figures it out and just stabs him, and that's yeah. it. And I, I don't know. It it just it's it it does. Again, it's, just, it's sorry. Go on. It it just feels like okay. Like if they're supposed to be getting like great killers, mm. who also weirdly earlier on they kind of seems to suggest that they were all close to death when they were taken. Because it was like, yeah, I was in war, and there, there was not, one of them says that it was a light, and then I was gone, and yet he was just like, yeah, I was going to work. I, I, I don't know; it doesn't quite make sense, but it, it just—it's like, was he okay? So he was a serial killer, and it seems like a killer of women. He's one of the great killers. Yeah, and I don't. The thing is, if he's a serial killer, he's a serial killer who's not been caught. How I'm not sure how the predators would know about that, or why that they would think that his style of of murder was something that would be a challenge to them. So I, I don't get that. Um, I also think the you know the twist or the reveal, if you want, of his character again to make a comparison to Aliens. It all it sort of felt like they the the filmmakers felt like they needed that shit heel sort of Paul Riser character mm. where you sort of oh, he's the fucking, he's the sort of scumbag who's... The one who turns on him. Who turns on him and he's been there all along sort of thing. So it's not it's not a very well-placed... I don't dislike it necessarily, It do, but it doesn't... It do, In the context of the whole film, it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't match, does it? No. And the, the thing is, I mean, like, he's actually quite likeable. It, yeah. he's, he's not like a fucking wimpy just purely shit comic relief kind of guy. Like, it's... I don't know, he kind of does play it like a ordinary guy thrust into this situation. Like, the bit where they use him as bait. And he, yeah. he's just, like, screaming out, like, right, f- fuck you guys, you know? And he's like, yeah, all right, then fair enough, you probably would have that reaction. And I don't know, it's just like, if you were... If you were, I don't know, a serial killer and you, you were trying to ingratiate yourself with these people but they also wanted to use you as bait would you really go along with that i i, mm. I don't know it just it I, it it, it, the, it doesn't square that particular circle for me um what also doesn't square a circle adrian brody's do it kill me kill me now or is it what is it it's like He's goading the predator, and he's doing the Arnie like, "Do it, yeah, kill me, kill me now, do it, do it, do it now, do it, uh, do it, yeah. kill do it me, kill me now, you know." And do it just, now. But with this one, it's just like, "Do it, kill me, kill me." It's a no, 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 and it, it just the, the referencing that the films after Predator do. It just it bothers me. It really oh, bothers me. We'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, but it just when they when they do that, it's it's like fucking Star Trek Into Darkness, where they it, it's Spock doing Khan. It's like yeah. no, just don't. Why? Like, you, that, no, why? It's it's not fan service. It's just going to annoy people, surely. And it's like that here. 
Um, and uh, with Lawrence Fishburne, where it's like, over here. Over here. You know, it's it just like, just don't do it. Just, why? Uh, no. No, that's a bad Nimrod. <laughs> I want to talk about the Predator. Well, uh, uh, so where where is everybody on Predators? I'm a hundred percent definitely not shit. Same. You're definitely not shit. Yeah. I, I, I'm touching cost on it. I really like the first hour, and I don't like the next forty minutes. But it's in the last forty minutes that Adrian Brody takes his shirt off, and you go, "Fucking hell!" Mm. That face does not go above that body. He's an odd one, is Adrian Brody? Yeah, he is. He's yeah. Not, he's not, At he's least he's got out of his. V-neck sweater wearing fit. I bet, is, yeah. Uh, do you reckon she wears them on the hands? Well, I, I, reckon, I reckon he's, he, he's moved up the grand-dad collar. <laughs> no, because it was around this time, wasn't it, that he was doing the whole V-neck sweater thing. And yeah. it's because he got really buff for this, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to show off my mum's face. Wow. <laughs> Our audience poll, uh, definitely not shit, 18%. Touching cloth, 45%. Shit, 9%. And Geostorm with 28%. Bloody hell, really? Yeah, and again, Predator's got more um, votes than Predator. Fair enough. Oh, I'll tell you what, guys. I'm not doing well with the fucking beers tonight. We're on now. North Brewing Co. Juicy Fruit Pale Ale collaboration. It's got guava and passion fruit in it. And it's a bit... Ugh. It's tangy. Oh, you can fucking smell the tang. Oh. Uh, I'm just Googling it. Yeah, I've had that. I can't remember what it was like, but I've had that. Oh, fuck me. Speaking of which, I'm just going to get some wine before we move on to Kiss the Resistance. Oh. Sorry? You're a classy bastard. It's Thursday night's wine night, man. Is it? Is that right? Oh, fuck <laughs> me. Is, yeah. Oh. I was explaining, Becky, I was explaining to Ian before the show started. I don't yeah. know if we recorded it or not, but yeah. I, was, uh, I was saying, like, Thursday, like, I've, this thing, at the, I try not to drink during the week. Uh-huh. So what I do now is I drink wine on Thursday. I'll have a bottle of wine on Thursday just yeah. to sort of, just to celebrate that the week's nearly over. And then don't drink on a Friday. And then I've got loads of energy on a Saturday morning and I want to make breakfast for everybody and I feel clear headed. And then I can have a few beers on a Saturday. Nice. It's the perfect rhythm. Yeah, that's good, is that? As opposed to you fuckers who just drink every bloody night, apparently, so it seems. That's not true, not every night. Oh, I, don't know. I didn't drink on Tuesday night because I was watching Crazy Rich Asians. It's not you, It's not you, Ian. I'm worried about... I join you in... I think the intervention needs to, to come from both of us because I listened and I don't think they... I don't think they got it. I agree. When you intervened, I don't think they. I don't think they heard you. No, I don't I, think they did either. I close at the moment. I think we're fine. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. <laughs> we're fine, but a big wall of denial. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! This is giving me heartburn. <laughs> oh no! I did try the rhubarb Streisand uh, last night, and it's very, very nice. I think he's gone. Wine. Wine, oh yeah. the, the, the rhubarb strides under New York is, is, is yummy. 
fucking, I'm looking forward to like Manchester in a few, like, what is it, like four weeks? No, five weeks. No, four weeks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it's four weeks Saturday. Fuck. Oh, shit. I just spilt this shit on my trousers. Right. Oh, fuck. No, I'm going to take my trousers off. Right, hang on. You can't sit and do the podcast with no pants on. Yeah, well, no pants on. I'm not taking my pants off. I'm taking my trousers off. Hmm. Hmm. Bex, if you want to imagine me with my dick out, then you go right ahead, Mark. You feel free to join me. And I'll... Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's all good. Otherwise... Oh, oh fucking hell. Oh... Right then, are we ready? Yep. Yeah. We're ready. Right, let's do this. The Predator is, quote marks, directed by Shane Black and stars Boyd Holbrook, Olivia Munn, Sterling K. Brown, Keegan-Michael Key, Thomas Jane, Alfie Allen, uh, oh, Jacob Tremblay, and others. And uh, yeah, so the predator. It's um, it it was very hotly anticipated. It's written by Fred Decker and Shane Black. It's directed by Shane Black. Uh, Shane Black saying that if he was going to do a predator film, he wanted to do one full force with a big budget, and it cost eighty-eight million dollars, which is a lot more than Predators cost. And made a little bit less in the US than Predators did in its opening weekend. So, well done. Um, so, only because I already know Noel's opinion of it, but I got no idea about Mark and Becky's. Becky, what did you think of The Predator? There's bits of it that caused that, that I didn't like. I had I had certain issues with it, largely around Olivia Munn. Um, but overall, I really really liked it. I um, I thought it was really quite good fun. Like you can't. You can't <laughs> it's not as good as Predator. Probably better than Predator Two and Predators. Um, and it, it it references back quite nicely. Like I said, the only issues that I had was. Some of Olivia Munn's delivery was crap, to be honest. Like really crap. Like, like she struggled with the the, the script and like the cool girl shit that she was being expected to say, which is weird because Olivia Munn always positions herself as the as the cool girl in air quotes. She always kind of has. She's always been like the nerd's girl of choice kind of girl, aren't she? So I just, I feel like that, a lot of that comes across as a bit clunky. But yeah, apart from that, I really enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Uh, Mark? I, I actually really, really liked it, to be honest. Um, I, I was really worried going in because literally everyone seemed to hate it. Um, what I will say of it is, it is without question, not without faults. And its faults outweigh massively um, it's, the, the pluses in it. There is easily a good half an hour missing out of this movie. 
And it's not half yeah. an hour that um, isn't that isn't needed. It's half an hour that is needed yeah. because bits of it just outright don't make sense. It also feels literally like the movie is in a really big fucking rush to be finished. Mm. Um, the I, I completely disagree with you on the Olivia Munn thing. I was a year ago. I was well off the Olivia Munn train and didn't. I just outright didn't like her. Now fucking fully on it. I think she's fucking great in it. Really? Yeah. I, I, it's just really awkward in it a lot of times. I, 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 I like any movie that has Thomas Jane in it. Yeah. Um, that's in it. I, I think Boyd Holbrook is one of the weirdest leading men you can get. <laughs> you look at him and you go, you should be more handsome, but are you actually really handsome? He always looks like he's in disguise. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> you're looking at go, 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 you're like a budget somebody, but I can't work out who it is. But are you just a budget boy in Holbrook? Are you are you a like we knew we needed an actor, but are you just a plumber dressed up as an actor? He, he does look <laughs> a little bit like that. Um, it's yeah, it, the story doesn't really make sense. No, um, it like I say, but I think that missing half hour probably makes it. It, make it sense. is, and they, they they cover bits that are in the movie, but they cover them so quickly with such quick dialogue that you go, ha, "Wait a minute, what did you just say? Rewind yeah. the camera in the cinema. Shit." <laughs> There's so, one yeah, thing in particular that that where they do that that I, I was really like I, I didn't understand what you just said. And this film has not given me anything to... I'll come on to it. You carry on. You carry on. Yeah, well, that, that's it. The thing is, every point that you and Ian are about to make on it, I'm going to be going, yes. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. But can we, oh, can we all remember that I'm an idiot? And therefore... <laughs> hey, that... you, you're calling me an idiot by association. No, you've just... You, you, I've taught you well. Um, and... The thing, I think I like it a lot more than you. I like it a lot more than anybody. I like it a lot more than everybody who's involved because none of them are doing any press on it. And the only reason why Olivia Munn seems to do press on it is because she seemed to be the only one who, who had shit to say. And it wasn't even about the fucking movie. Well, that's it. She's just doing it so she can fucking lie. And, and, and I, I don't want to get into all that. Uh, but what I will say is, is that I, I think I like this movie more for all of the shitty bits on it <laughs> than what is it. And, I, and I'm, 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 again, as I say quite often on this, I'm probably wrong, and I am wrong. I will argue with you that, that, that it, it's not better than predictive. It's just not. So, can we stop saying that? Because it's upsetting me. <laughs> but yeah, go on, guys. Um, no. Yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, thing is, it's been it's been quite refreshing for me recently. Just to, and we've talked about this on on here before, where like my cinema going experience has been a lot more positive recently. I go there to be entertained. I go there to just have fun. And and yes, I was looking forward to this movie a lot. The idea of Shane Black doing a Predator movie. Um, so there was some level of expectation, but. I went into it just no, I knew nothing. I didn't know any reaction to it. I didn't even know Ian's reaction to it. I didn't read that when it came up on WhatsApp. I had no idea what the world thought of it. Um, and it, it's it started 
I wouldn't say it started strong, but it started okay. I think the very opening of it, I was just happy to be in a like when it very first opened, I was happy to be in a cinema, and then space and predator uh, predator comes up on the screen and 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 like just I'm great, I'm here, this is great cinema predator movie, I'm really excited, and then the way the predator was introduced was sort of a little bit okay. And then a couple of the wheels started to fall off on a couple of the performances. Then the the story started to fall apart a little bit, and the 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 um, the motivate the, the apparent motivation of the predator didn't make sense. And then when it was revealed that the motivation was something different, I was a bit like, yeah, but that doesn't matter because you told me one thing, and that didn't make sense then. So it just it all just slowly. You know when you're watching a film and bits start to fall off and then you get to about an hour in and you go, oh, shit, it's a mess, this, isn't it? It's a fucking do you, mess. Do you think like, there's I, a little bit, there's a little bit, like, Shane Black wanted to make a Predator movie and has been saying he wants to make a Predator movie for ages and then somebody actually greenlit it and gave him the money to do it and then he sat down with Fred Decker and gone, we don't have a story. I think I I don't know. I mean, I to be honest, it, it it is a film that feels and I know this is a thing that a few people have talked about might be a possibility. Obviously, we know the studio behind it. It is a film that that potentially stinks of of studio intervention and maybe Shane Black turned in something that was a little bit weirder and stranger maybe and and yeah. and what ended up being chopped out the other end. But but this is what it is for me. Like it's and and I made this comparison to to Ian it feels like it feels fantastic for bad to me. Like it, it feels narratively messy and it doesn't make sense. And some of the things that it uses are kind of dated and silly. Like just the Tourette's thing. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, are we still laughing at that? Is that still funny? Like they, I, I'm not the most PC guy in the world, but like, I don't know. It just—it doesn't seem like a very modern thing to put in a movie. Like, I just—it it fell apart really quickly, and I, and I was—I I reached a certain point where I was just like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I didn't really expect this to be this bad." And I don't know how a guy like Shane Black fucks this up quite as much as he did. It feel—it felt like all the characters were in completely different films. Um, you mentioned that there was a half an hour in the middle. Uh, well, there was half hour cut out of it. There was a whole chunk in the middle that felt sort of like people were just wandering about from place to place. They didn't really know what, where the film was going or what the purpose of anything was. Then there was that the section at the end where you've got that corny um, dude who's like the I don't know what he was like a, a black ops guy or something. You know, the guy who's sort of like he's the bad guy. Um, Sterling K. Brown Sterling yeah. K. Brown, yeah I, I don't know what he wants I don't know where. Again, he feels like he's in a completely different film To everybody else uh, it, 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 just... Can I just, just check right? Does he literally shoot himself in the face Or something he, 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 For, for a, such a big character He died in a blink and you'll miss it Well somebody Somebody died by getting I think the Predator threw a spear through him and some like and, and I didn't. I still don't know who that was because there was this whole sequence in the in the the, the forest. Forest. 
where I, I didn't know who was dying or who I, was I, running around or what was happening. I've just got to say, that forest bit is the worst directed, just fucking off a cliff. Like, what happened to what, him? Did Alfie Allen die we... in that bit? Yeah. No, he, I, died. no, he died just before it. Yeah, he died. He dies before they go into the what is it? Yeah. It just—it's the only bit I remember Alfie Allen doing. The only thing I remember Alfie Allen doing is this. This was the thing I touched on a minute ago. Was at some point um, Boyd Holbrook says about um, about um, Key and Peel and the other guy, um, the Punisher. Um, he says. Like Boyd Holbrook says something like, oh, well, what's going on with those two guys? And Alfie Allen goes, oh, didn't you know? And Fuller's going to... And then he goes, all oh, right. And then you go, what? Yeah, that. What? Explains the, Are the they... reason why they're kind of friends. Uh, and then... But, like, I... What though? But what? Like, what are they? Are they all buddies? Are they lovers? Or what did some? What happened? What? I don't know what. I don't know what the bond is. So then, when they shoot each other, I don't know what I'm. Why I'm supposed to give a fuck? Because I don't know why they're connected to each other. Keegan Michael Key's character blew up the uh, transport unit that Thomas Jane's character's in, or the other way round and was court-martialed for it, and it was a big scandal, and they ended up sat in court together because he was the only person who, what is it, and formed a bond of friendship from that, is, I think, what happened. But sounds I might that from nowhere. No, no, that, that kind of sounds like what they say in the bus in that one bit. Yeah. I, they, That's they... just a laboured way of, of setting up a dynamic. Like, you know, you can just set up a dynamic between people through dialogue, you don't need that. Like, just just do it in the film through dialogue. That's what I'm saying about, like, the quality of Predators and the first Predator movie. We know the dynamics between people because it plays out. And we know that we know what's happening between Wally Goggs There's and, a through line. Uh, and the other guy. Like, it, it, it just becomes apparent. You don't need Alfie Allen to mumble it at you. Some <laughs> convoluted thing about somebody was in a Jeep and then they went to court. What? Like I, you know, I've seen that. And I don't know whether they are they lovers or are they they're just old army buddies. Because I got the sense that these people knew each other before around anyway. So it was just just things like that where you go, for fuck's sake, Shane Black, you are a better writer than this. And mm-hmm. fucking and the fact that this is Fred Decker as well. Like you know, this 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 Fred Decker and Shane Black making a Predator movie. Like how wrong could they get it? And they made this. It's so disappointing. Sorry, I, I, I've, I've, cut, I've totally cut into you. No, no, no. I mean, because I, I agree. Like that, that, that's the thing. It's the, the thing is, I, I was very meh on it for the first hour, hour and ten minutes or so, and then that third act happens, and it, it's just the, the bit in the forest. I mean, was apparently the whole story with it was that. It was originally supposed to be another group of predators come down who essentially uh, are trying. It's essentially supposed to be predators who like Earth versus predators who don't predators who don't like Earth fighting it out. 
but that 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 didn't happen, and so instead you get the forest bit, and then the stuff at the end with like fucking jumping on the predator ship, and that fucking retarded shit about the fucking the force field thing cutting off his legs, and it just it's. I mean that forest bit. It just it is incoherent. It's it was weird because barely anyone had actually died before that bit, and then suddenly it feels like fucking two thirds of the cast get killed off within about two minutes in darkness, mm. and you barely got any idea what was going on. Because Mark, you're right. Sterling K. Brown, I think he shot himself. Yeah, I, th- I think he shoots himself in the face with the little what is it thing. He turns around and looks at it. But it, it's almost like they couldn't get him for the reshoot, so it was just like, oh fuck it, we'll just get a body double. I... It, it, well, that's it because you know, even Edward James almost was was just completely cut from the entire movie. That's right. He's in that. I was. Is there's there was someone I recognised in like one shot. Was that Edward James? No. No, because no, his entire, what is it, is just cut from the movie. Yeah, there, there you go. I mean, it just, it's, it's this film which, it, and it's weird because it's not like the gore or profanity or anything like that's been cut out. It's narrative stuff. And it, it yeah, just... It, it, I, the the it, thing is with it, I have a feeling there might be a, a director's cut that makes more sense the, the, that we'll the, probably never, ever see. No, because we won't. Because in the end of the day, the fact that Shane Black hasn't kicked up a stink about this basically says that he's admitted defeat. And it was like, if we were going to get any other fucking cut, it would be some sort of weird legal thing where he had the rights to the footage because Fox would never let him release it. It's just... It's it's weird. It's like Shane Black went and Fred Decker went in with, like, good intentions and then just got beat down while it was in production, and it just went, yeah, fine. And it was like, Shane Black, well, like, he turned up sorry, at the well. premiere, sorry, just to say, he turned up at the premiere, and he was, yeah, talk- yeah. And he was talking about it, and he apologised for the whole fucking casting a sex offender stuff, and, you know, and, and fair play, because he, he should have, like, if he fucking knew about that shit, or if he knew that his mate had a dodgy past, it's just like, don't fucking cast him in your film. Um, but at the same time, it just, it's, Shane Black seems like a very singular guy, like Iron Man 3 felt like the film that he wanted to make, and it annoyed a lot of fans, you know, and if The Nice Guys felt like a film he wanted to make, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang felt like a film he wanted to make, The Predator feels like a film of compromise, but not in the way that it usually, these things usually are compromised, where it's like PG-13 and stuff like that. It's compromised in the fucking story. And that fucking, I've got to say, that sequel set up at the end. Like, I gen- genuinely, I was thinking like, shit, is Arnie going to come out of there or something? Yeah, like, is I, something well, this is the thing. And it, mind-blowing so, going to happen? And it's like, no, it's yeah. a fucking Predator suit. This is the thing. It it it, it intentionally. Oh, I don't know if it's intentionally. It, it mistakenly does that that ending because we have to talk about that ending. Like it waits and it lets things. It lets yep. you think about all the things it oh, could yeah. be. And you're like, oh my god, is that Schwarzenegger in there? Oh my god. Oh no, maybe it's not. Maybe it's is, is that Danny Glover in there? No, it can't be Danny Glover in there. He's it's too old. Adrian for Brody. Is there is it Adrian Brody in there? No. And then when you've eliminated all the actors, you start going. Is it a fucking Terminator? 
is there a Terminator in there? <laughs> or, or, is there, or, is there or is there an alien in there? Maybe there's uh, an alien in there. I was thinking there's, alien. A, there's a xenomorph in there. And all these things are racing through your head. And it's like, oh, no, it's Robo Predator. Yeah, I kind of... <sighs> I wanted it to be Arnie, and then when it was clear it wasn't Arnie, I wanted it to be, like, him to take the thing off and then Arnie to walk in in the background and go, that's my weapon, and, like, take mm-hmm. it. It's but, just like the Predator Killer is a predator suit. Yeah. And the thing that, that that's this is the, the point about the whole film as well. So first and first and foremost, right, we've got this predator on earth and he is carrying something with him that he believes is going to save humanity from the impending invasion of, of predators, right? So, first of all, we have to believe that this one predator and everything we know about predators suggests the opposite. But we have to believe that this predator cares enough about humanity that he's going to come down and save us all. All right? Okay, let's let's just pretend that we accept that and we'll move on. All right, fine. So this predator has come down to earth with this thing. What's he doing with it? What's he? Where's he? Where's he putting it? Who's he taking it to? What's he? What's he doing with it? He's doing nothing with it apart from running around with it on his own. And then when he gets captured, what does he do? He kills a load of people and runs off to go and find it for himself. He doesn't tell anybody about it, try and communicate with anyone. He runs off to go and find it. At that point in the movie, we as an audience believe that he's looking for his gauntlet and his mask. He walks out of a compound which has about 10 gauntlets and masks on the wall, and he doesn't take any of those. He's obsessed with going finding this gauntlet and mask. Meanwhile, cut to the Steven Spielberg movie, we've got this kid who's found this gauntlet and mask, who is, for some reason, this gauntlet and mask can see what the Predators are doing for some reason, somewhere. Like, I don't know why that's there. That's never been before. And then when from there, we, we, we have to, we go, you know, jump forward a little bit, but it's revealed that, oh no, this Predator was, he was after this thing and it was going to save humanity. It's one fucking suit against... Uh, an entire race that's yeah. apparently going to come down and colonize our our planet. What the fuck are we going to do with one suit? Seriously, like what 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 was the plan? Like what this whole film is is based on a really loose and, and, and dodgy rickety structure. Reverse engineer it, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's not really giving us the best head start, though, is he? They're already dropping down here on Earth. How long have we got to reduce? How long have we got to reverse reverse engineer this thing and prepare a fucking army of of, of predators? And also, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Just this isn't the future. This isn't 1997. Like we we have to deal with this now. I mean, they, they call it, it just they call it the Predator Killer. And it's like, well, I suppose technically that's true because it's a predator suit. But I don't know. And who made it? Predator suit. That, that's kind of what I thought was like, right, if it's supposed to be so good at killing these giant hybrid predator things, all why the did the normal predator not just wear it? Well, didn't we already establish as well that didn't Olivia Munn say in a throwaway line at some point that that this predator, this ultimate predator has managed to evolve an exoskeleton beneath his, his skin or something? Uh, so yeah. Fucking like that, so, yeah. like, First of all, why include that? Why even mention that? Uh, second of all, if that's the case, then surely this predator killer is, is going to be less effective against something like that. 
it's just it's all these things where like you had a very simple you had a potentially a very simple story and they overcomplicated it and they threw everything at it and made none of it make sense I'll, can, can, can I just, I'll throw another weird bit that, that made me go, this doesn't make sense. Why, right, in that entire compound when they're uh, in the scientific research bit, um, Stargate, I think it's called, isn't it? Um, why in that, with all of that military personnel there, why is Olivia Munn the only one who thinks to pick up that tranquilizer thing and go running after him? Mm. When... Does she even know that's a tranquilizer? No. Yeah. And everybody else there who's a doctor is just doing the sort of the, their, their strategy for, for tackling the predator is get him. <laughs> just, just run at him and get him. <laughs> what? Don't do that. Two bits that bothered me. One, when Tremblay puts the mask on and he sees the, the hybridization process. Why would that just be playing in there? That's what, yeah, exactly. What was that for and why was yeah. that there? Yeah, what, fucking stupid. What through the bit? Get to the choppers. Yeah, get Ugh. to the choppers. That was pretty yeah. bad. Mm. And also, yeah. why was it insinuating that the Predator had human DNA? Because it's hybridised with humans. It hybridises with, 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 with every planet that it drops onto the... Just... Because, yeah, oh. because we want to, because the predators want to incorporate autism into their bloodlines because it will make oh. them more effective killers. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say that one more time and leave it out there. The predators want to harvest autism because it will make them more effective killers. I did, I did like the fact that the autistic child was seemingly one of the heads of the scientific operation at the yeah. end of the film. Yeah, he's just left. He's got a job there now. At the end of the film, it, he's got a job there. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying that autistic kids can't have promising careers, but I'm going to say an autistic 10-year-old probably can't have a career in the military. No, and if, if, if that 10-year-old if that kid does have a, a career in the military and you're about to open a box that contains a predator killer, you might want to pack him off somewhere just in case there's something nasty in there. That's true. I mean, they seem to insinuate that he knows what's in the fucking box. And then he's like, I don't know. I don't even think Shane Black knew what was in the box. No, no, no. I I, I think some fucking producer and a grip knew what was in the box. Mm -hmm. And it was like they just said to Boyd Holbrook, you're going to say this line. Well, what am I reacting to? How much have you been paid for this? Well, I don't know, like $500,000? That doesn't sound like much. Well, I'm not a very big star. So, to me, it is. All right, then, well, Boyd, what are you looking at? I'm looking at whatever you tell me, sir. That... Oh, Boyd, they took Boyd Holbrook to M&S and stuck a green screen behind him, and they said, what do you think of that over there? And he said, that's my suit. I hope they've got it in a 42 long. And they went, bingo, we and got him. They just, we'll just slap the... that right in there. Nobody will be any the wiser. <laughs> This patchwork fucking mess of a film. Yeah. He's right. The best thing about this film, the best thing about, and the, the thing I will take away from this film is if your mother's vagina was a video game, it would be rated E for everyone. <laughs> that is the thing. I'm a week removed from this film, and it's pretty much the only thing I remember. 
Oh, that and the fucking... Oh, no, I don't remember it. But what was the line after about the... Oh, fuck. The other joke that set him off about... The, the one that, yeah, the one where he, wraps it, where he grabs him around the neck. Yeah. That is actually a better joke and I can't remember it. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. It either. It's really yeah. It's like your mum's got room enough for something or other or something. It was it was really good and I can't remember Yeah, I can't was. remember it either. I really want to remember that. Uh it's something about what is it's what's the difference in it? It's what's the difference between oh, fuck. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> oh, I need to I need to remember yeah, that. Yeah, I need to remember I it. I did well. it with an R bar because well that was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But that's that's the thing, like that early section there. I think the man who I always think is Jordan Peele but isn't Keegan Key Michael Key. Uh, he, he's he's good he's good he's fun um, I didn't have a problem with Olivia Munn I think she was I think she was pretty good at moments uh, I like her generally anyway um, I like Boyd Holbrook I'm, I'm a big fan of Narcos so I like to see him in other things even though he looks like he's permanently in disguise I, I think in, in the individuals there there's, it feels like there's potentially something there. And the and, um, oh, guy whose name I keep forgetting, the Predator, um, Thomas Jane. Uh, sorry, not the Predator, the Punisher. The Predator, um, yeah. like, I think there's definitely something there. And the when they're in a room together, bouncing off each other, that that's quite enjoyable. Um, and the bit where they go to Boyd, uh, um, oh, um, Boyd Holbrook's house and they're interacting with his wife, it's fine, it's fun. But it's just the wider film, you know, the Predator film that they're making doesn't make sense. That, that's it. I, I think there's, there's, a, there's a different movie there. This same way, it feels like there's, there's about five different movies there, and yeah, they're all in different versions of it. And, and, and I'd like to watch all of them. Yeah, just not at the same time. <laughs> just, just. But in saying that, I still really enjoyed it because it had lines like "put me in the face with an armbar." And it had lines like, I really, I, I really, I really did want to watch TV with you, <laughs> that she says to it. And it's, it's a, it's a mess, but I enjoyed watching the mess that it is. I've got, I've got another Coyle's joke, so I haven't found the right one, but I've got one. What? How do you circumcise a homeless man? Uh, yeah, kick him in the face. <laughs> with it in the chin. Yeah. I need Smack to find this fucking line. Well, the uh, I, I, so uh, right. Where are you on it, Bex? Are you touching coffee? You're definitely not shit. I don't know. I was, I was definitely not shit, and now I don't know. I, I, I thought you were touching coffee when we came out of the cinema. Probably, yeah. Uh... Yeah. So you're touching cloth. I'm guessing that both Ian and Noel are both shit. <laughs> if there was a lower grade, I could give it. I would give it. <laughs> Ian, you're shit, I'm guessing, as well. I'm actually touching cloth. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not but shit. I literally just walked in, as I said, I'm touching cloth. It, it's the rating scale. Okay, I'm going to bed. Okay, all right, love you. Our audience uh, was definitely not shit, 45%. Touching cloth, 18%. Shit, 27%. And Geostorm, 10%. 
Yeah. Well, you know, judging by judging by the um, the sense, judging by the reactions that I've seen to it, I was I would have expected people to be a lot more in the definitely not shit uh, in the definitely shit category. To be honest, so yeah, I, I, I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad people like it. I'm glad people had a good time with it. But it's it's just it's it's one of those films where the bones of it bother me, like the the the, the the basics of it really bother me. I can, I, I can, I can completely see this point. Uh, Ian, we have a couple of questions. Yeah, the, the, no, that, the, I'm, I'm tempted to say definitely shit, actually, because this film really pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how, how familiar is everybody with, um, <clears throat> how familiar is everybody with the TV show Friends? Very familiar. Okay, good. Intimately. So, Excellent, perfect. I know, my, I know my audience then. So you know the episode of Friends where Monica, um, I think she either snogs or um, like is thinking uh, when she finds out that the eye doctor that she's got off with is Tom Selleck's son. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. know where like after that she's like she keeps she'll be talking or she'll fall asleep and she just sort of goes, like that with and sort of yeah. That's how I felt about this film, like for the last week. Every now and again, I might be doing so, I might be just eating my food or I might be working or something, and the film pops into my head and I just sort of go, and I have this sort of like angry, weird reaction. Like, yeah, it's, it's you have to shake it out your bothered me since that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, questions. Um... Thomas DeJay, uh, at not to, uh, Tom DeJay, if you could replace one character in any film with a predator, know the changes, there's just a predator in there, which would it be and why? Glenn Close, Fatal Attraction, doesn't need explaining. <laughs> right, I, I, I've got mine, I've got mine. Christian Grey, he's just a predator. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Just, just all three movies, exactly the same movies, but it's just... Mr. Grey will see you right now, and the elevator's open. It's just the face doing that thing. To me, I don't know why, but instantly that I read that question, Miss Congeniality popped into my head. Oh, that's a good shout. <laughs> He's still in the dress. It's Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's in, nice. You see, because in mine, he's talking in the Predator language. But the subtitles, so it's saying these things, but completely deadpan. It's just saying these things, and she's reacting the same way. But the what is it? It's going. And then along the bottom, it's just saying, "I'm just fifty shades of fucked up." Ah, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Stewart, and it, in it's a wonderful life. <laughs> oh, yeah. The thing is, the predator is it, it would be would be compelling in everything. It, yeah, I funnily enough, I I did this on WhatsApp, like last the other week or something where I said where we were talking about Predator 2 I think and I said I'd quite like to just see Lethal Weapon but like it's, it's a Predator rather than Mel Gibson just that way I can enjoy I can enjoy that dynamic but just with them two but I was thinking about it and I think actually any buddy cop movie where the Predator is replacing one of them works well yeah. if you think about Rush Hour but instead of Jackie Chan you've got like instead of Jackie Chan, you've got the predator who's this like sort of merciless machine killer who's just murdering any suspects that they find. And just Chris Tucker reacting to that for an hour and a half. 
like just getting really angry that he's murdering everyone. That would be pretty good. <laughs> it's a great film. That, that also brought Kindergarten Cop, but it's the Predator. <laughs> nice. Good. Um, this is fun. Yeah, uh, we have another one. Uh, we've seen Alien versus Predator, Freddy versus Jason, and even Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, by the way, it's Rick uh, JK. Uh, uh. What characters slash creatures would you like to see in X versus Y film? Right, I've got one here, and I've written it down. So just, just, uh, just bear with me here, okay? Come on. Right. Then. The name of the film is McLean versus Kimball. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah, Di- right. So, Die Hard's detective John McClane has uncovered new evidence that he believes proves that the fugitive's Doctor Richard Kimball did, in fact, kill his wife after oh, all, fuck. and he's been sent to track him down. But what he doesn't know is that the fugitive's deputy marshal Sam Gerard, played by Tommy Lee Jones, has discovered that it's all an elaborate plot by yeah. Die Hard 3's Simon Gruber. Yeah. To get revenge for the murder of his brother, yeah. So you just got two films crossing over, uh, and and also at the centre of that, yeah. you've got two of Hollywood's most miserable old bastards fighting <laughs> each other. Yeah. yeah, I I I I watched that. Have you got one, Bex? I'm gonna have to pass on this one. I've been thinking about it since I read it on car. Have you got one? Because I've got one. No, it just like Noel's just basically just fucking made me come. <laughs> it has. I, I would watch the shit out of that. Mark, I've sort of made myself angry though because that film doesn't exist now and never will. Yeah, but, need to crowdfund it and get it made. Mine would yeah. be because uh, uh, um, if we're doing it as a versus, yours is uh, Die Hard versus The Fugitive, or yeah, John McClane versus Richard Kimball. Mine is uh, Deadpool versus uh, Clark Griswold. It's Christmas, it's a Christmas movie, right? And Deadpool is has managed to convince Clark Griswold that he is just Rusty because Rusty is in Christmas vacation. They do say he's still in the army. So he's managed to convince, what is it, that he's Rusty, but it's actually Deadpool and he's hiding out from somebody at the Griswolds at Christmas. And so you just get a lot of Chevy Chase and Ryan Reynolds doing his modern Chevy Chase, just dancing off each other. Oh, National Lampoons. tries to say some offensive Chevy Chase. I've got your title. I've got your title. It writes itself, National Lampoons, A Very Deadpool Christmas. Yeah, oh. there you go. <laughs> that would be magnificent. Has... Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. National Lampoons, A Very Chimichanga Christmas. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Has... Has Eddie Vedder ever been in any films? Eddie Vedder was in... Uh, yeah, he was. He was in singles. So can I do Ve- Vedder versus Vader? <laughs> yeah. so it's Eddie Vedder's character. Eddie Vedder, I think, was the... Was he the drummer in single in the band in singles, Citizen Dick? Yeah, I think so. He wasn't in the main band, was he? No, he, 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 you know, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't a singer. I'm, I'm pretty sure mm. he plays the drummer in the... Um, Matt Dillon band Citizen Dick. Right, cool. So, so yes, Vader versus Vader. Vader versus Vader. I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is if you you ever like Eddie Vedder would Eddie Vedder is sort of like um, is is a sort of Harrison Ford, Bruce Willis level of miserable twat in terms of fame and and being forced to play along with things. So yeah. you'd struggle to get him to do it. What are we covering next week? Right, okay. Uh, What are we covering next week? 
I thought it would come in a simple favour. Fuck yeah. Are we doing well, that? That, that feels very. That feels very dude and a monkey. That I'm happy about that. Yeah. Are we actually going to do? Oh. We'll have Bumpo to be watching as well. Oh, thank fuck for that. Because I thought you. I I I was kind of thinking you might be like. I really want to see Mile Twenty Two. The thing is, I really want to see Mile Twenty Two, but I accept the fact that I really want to see Mile Twenty Two. And Becky is looking at me right now with a no. Yeah, you'll probably be seeing that one on your own. Which, and I, I, am, I am thoroughly aware that I will probably go on my day off in the morning to see that on my own, come out and go, nobody else would have enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> Mile 22 has got Now TV written all over it. Oh, fuck yeah, it has. Um, it looks like the cinema to see it. If, if our Cineworld that is coming along nicely was open and we had a membership and I could just go and it wouldn't cost me anymore. I'd maybe go see it, but I'm not wasting money on that. I, I, I'm looking forward to it, but, I, I, but, I, but I'm more looking forward to Simple Favour because I think it looks really fucking interesting. Yeah, that, that, really thing, that thing is playing in the Cineworld Super Screen this week, which is amazing. <laughs> like, a Simple Favour in Dolby Atmos. <laughs> this is I don't know there's something fucking weird about that that I'm really looking forward to so uh, we'll we'll talk about the simple favour we're, we're Paul Feig fans on the podcast so up for it and you know fuck man it's like a dark comic gone girl it's mm. as close to fucking Mark's wheelhouse as you'll ever get yep I don't know, the man in it doesn't look broken enough for it to be completely fucking uh, all the... The man in it is Henry Golding, who is the male lead in Crazy Rich Asians, and that man is a treat. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to hearing you talk about Crazy Rich Asians next week. Crazy yeah, Rich Asians is the shit, spoiler alert. I fucking love that film. <laughs> Write down some thoughts, because it'll be like a week and a half until you get to tell us them, and you might forget... I'm not going to forget about Crazy Rich Asians. I got incredibly emotionally invested. <laughs> Tears were shed. <laughs> seriously? Oh, fucking seriously, right? It's... That film is wonderful. I'm not... Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely not joking. That film is fucking wonderful. And just to say, I know it's late. I'll be quick. It... I I think I was the only white person in my screening and it was amazing there was the people directly behind me had two kids who were under five with them and you know they were better behaved than Lottie would have been they weren't silent throughout the whole film thing but it was just like do you know what this is actually probably quite a big a big thing in terms of representation so you know what fucking watch it and your kids are actually not being dickheads i went to see it like the the the, the film wouldn't have started until about nine ish and those kids were pretty good and it's like west my child could learn a lot quite <laughs> frankly she wouldn't sit through crazy rich asians fuck me anyway good night everyone good thank you to noel beyond the neon it's coming soon in video format because noel's fucking mental um and it's it's been a treat thank you to mark and becky continue sucking each other's dicks now you're free to leave (laughs) thank you very much guys and we'll speak to you later goodbye that's what i'm supposed to say